Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse episode 306. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? <laughs> well, sickly there, Matt. You got Yep, I'm not doing great. <laughs> but I'm here. Did the, did the, the Golden Knights like trip on the, the, the puck and... Uh, no, they've, they've been out for a while, Pete. They're oh, paying they? attention. Uh, and it has <laughs> nothing to do with watching wrestling, as my wife said. Uh, I was even that loud on Wednesday. So uh, it's either allergies or I caught crud. Um, that's mm. been going around. So hopefully it's not COVID. I haven't checked. So <laughs> <laughs> um, feels like I, maybe you should check. Yeah, I know. But uh, I this feels different than last time when I had COVID. Yeah, I don't think I saw uh, thought it's one of the symptoms of that, though, is it? No. Depends on which strain yeah. you get. Oh, okay, I suppose, yeah. The things have gotten messy with all the strains. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, despite the fact that he said he would be here this week, Connor has uh, somehow slyly snaked his way onto the show. Yeah, I, I juggled some shifts around, and here I am. I mean, I didn't plan to, but someone was like, hey, do you want me to work your Saturday shift? And I was like, do you want to work a Saturday night instead of me? Yes, please. Yes, yes. Uh, but don't worry, I've made it as miserable as possible for Connor. Uh, I made him do a two-hour news video <laughs> this morning. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's fine, though, because all I've got to do is get through tonight, and then tomorrow is an exciting day, because the final day of the football season in the Premier League, and everything's still to play for. You got... You, there's still, there's still up, up for grabs on who gets the title, fourth place, which matters for different competitions, and... We still don't know who's going to be relegated. It, it could it could be Leeds. Fighting for fourth place. Fighting could be Burnley. Fighting for fourth place. Such a such a ginger fourth thing. Fourth place lets you get into I think the uh, Europa League. So it's like it, it matters for a, a Europe competition. So if you get fourth from that, you get in. Where you could finish fourth and still tie. Soccer. I <laughs> I love how all the leagues sound like they're uh, like tiers of a subscription service. Yeah, the, the premier, <laughs> the premier, yeah, so the, the Premier League, then the Championship, and then it goes League One, League Two, which is somehow the third and fourth leagues. So I've I've been conscripted into Arsenal fandom, uh, mostly because oh, the Rams. Oh owner. boy. Yeah, and so I saw a guy at the gym yesterday because despite feeling under the weather, I'm still going to work out. Um, and there's a guy in a Chelsea, uh, jersey working out, and I asked uh, a friend that conscripted me. Am I supposed to fight him right now? Uh, Arsenal are the ones fighting for the top four slot with, yeah. uh, with Tottenham. Because they, they need some results to go their way, which is yeah. unlikely, to say the least. He also like being a Golden Knights fan this year. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Ba basically, they need to win their game, and they need Tottenham to lose their game against yeah. one of the worst sides in the league, which is yeah. not going to happen. Okay, this, so, this conversation yeah. is, is done. Yeah, no, like, no this, is, this, this, is, this, this is just done. I, I did volunteer to fight someone, and she told me, "No, wait, learn banter first, then fisticuffs." <laughs> Sports talk is bad. Football talk is like, yeah, it's just this torture. I have no part of that. Uh, so this is a DC Comics podcast, believe it or not, everyone. We get together, we talk about DC Comics we read this week. Uh, coming up on this week's show, we have Nightwing issue ninety-two, The Flash seven eight two, Batman Superman World's Finest issue three. Batman the Night Issue 5, and Shadow Warzone Issue 1. Uh, those are what are coming up discussion-wise on the week's show. But it is solicits week, so we do have August solicits to, to work through as well. So it should be a meaty show regardless. 
but that's all coming up. Uh, and of course, there's always time for a Comixology top 10. Is it X-Men? And you know, I know Matt's not feeling great. He's a little under the weather. This this is you know chicken soup for the soul is what this no, is. No, it's not. This is this is making me go outside during a windstorm like my boss did yesterday. <laughs> it's like pouring hot sauce in his eyes. Yeah. Uh dear. Uh, and would would you believe it? Number one in the comicsology uh, sales chart at the moment is in fact an X Men book. It is Immortal X Men issue two. That's a skill on one, I think. Is it? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. I, I think don't that's re- like the, the main one. Yeah, I didn't remember this is even starting. The, the, the title's new to me, but that's okay. Uh, number two is also an X-Men book. X-Men Red Issue 2 is number two, so... It's yes. not Tom Taylor, so I'm not reading that's, it. That's the one that's on Mars. Yes. That also had a team I was interested in, but I don't remember who it is now. Ed Brist, no, sorry, Al Ewing and Russell Dorman. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. a hell of a team. So... Yeah, I mean, the, the recent soft relaunch of X-Men with these new books, but obviously they're both hitting issue two, so they're, you know, they're both pretty fresh still, doing quite well. Uh, and it's X-Men, so they may keep doing well, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, number three is Thor, issue 25. Uh, so, that's still, that's Donny Cates' Thor still. Going. Yeah. Uh, and then finally we get to a DC book, at number four. Nightwing. It is Nightwing, Matt. Very good. It. Even sick Matt's better than Connor. Uh, so this is <laughs> <laughs> this week's issue, United. I could have guessed Nightwing. At number four. Matt just, just got in there before me. <laughs> She's somebody... We'll never know. Hey, I got X-Men before you even started, started preparing for the top. Ah, because you're, you're being a preemptive little shit. That doesn't count. Jeopardy rules, you would have been uh, knocked out from being able to answer again because there's a timer. Uh, if, if you hit it before the host finishes. So, um, you're disqualified, sir. Exactly. That's stupid. Every other quiz show in the world doesn't have that. Well, that's why Jeopardy's the best one. It's been on for like 60 years. I mean, I've never seen an episode of Jeopardy, but I'll say it with Matt just because it makes Connor wrong. Uh, so, number five. I think we should do this in the format of the chase. <laughs> number five. The chase? <laughs> How do we do the chase on this? I don't know. We'll find a way. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you, you can be the beast over in the corner. Yeah. I feel like that's an insult. I, 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 you know, I'll be the chaser. I, I don't mind that, but like, you know, all you're doing is giving me ideas for the next time I write a quiz <laughs> for the show. So yeah, I regret this. <laughs> oh, it doesn't really work because we have to. Have, I, I, I can't know the answers. I have to also be answering questions. So you kind of need like a, an impartial host as well. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you can't make me laugh like that because that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, Matt. It's summer. Hope there's no cold snap coming anytime yeah. soon. That's not funny, though. Sorry, right, Matt. On our two-hour news special, we, we were in literally crying with laughter over a TV show called The Bear. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's the... So, my, my life story? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no. It's about a restaurant owner or something. I can't remember exactly, but it, I... it was not about a bear, unfortunately. Oh, man. I don't care. You think he was a chef? Yeah. He was a chef, yes. Uh, number five with the Cup of Soldier Top 10 is Batman Superman the World's Finest. So, there Mark Wade's book coming in just after Nightwing. Uh, then we're back to some X Men shenanigans with New Mutants, issue 25. Uh, so, Certainly a book. Yep. Uh, number seven is Shadow Warzone, uh, our crossover tie in one shot. So, there you go. 
Uh, and then you got number eight, which is X-Force issue 28. That's the fourth X-Men book on this top ten. I mean, it feels like that's Marvel right now, right? Yeah. It's not DC versus Marvel. It's DC versus X-Men. That's the, I, the fight I'm right waiting now. for the week, inevitably, where the, the full top ten is filled with only Batman and X-Men books. Oh, someday. That'll, that'll happen I think someday. it's coming that's, in the near future. That's a uh, multiverse of madness, sir. Number nine is Eternals, issue 12. I think that's the yeah. final issue of that series. Oh, is it? Okay, there you go. Uh, and what's, what's funny is that, you know, it reached 12 issues, and there's like maybe about 12 people who care about Eternals. So There's a lot of people who apparently, care about that book. That's a great book. Uh, yeah, apparently it's very, very well received. Yeah, they, they the people who care about this book, they're like you. They care about Gillen, right? People who care about the Eternals, there's about 12 of them. Why is Spider-Punk fighting Danzig? I don't know who Spider-Punk or Danzig are, but okay. (laughs) This is all news to me. Uh, And uh, number 10, uh, Marvel doing quite well in the top 10 this week with Fantastic Four issue 43 uh, taking that final slot. Uh, This is still Dan Slot. Yeah, that's not surprising. Once Dan Slot gets on a book, that's it for about seven years. Joe, it's just it's weird though because I'm looking at Thor 25, and that's like 25th issue of Donny Cates after you know previous runs ended, and uh, New Mutants is on issue 25. I just I guess I thought the number would be way higher. I, I guess Fantastic Four is not double shipped as much. Maybe a lot of delays in this this particular series. It did have a good handful of delays <laughs> early on. Yeah, I remember I was reading it initially, and then I missed a week or a month or whatever it was, and I just never went back. I think the so. first like. In that first like ten issues or so, that probably took a good eighteen months to come out, maybe longer. Mm. Uh, uh, just looking ahead at some of the old DC books. Number eleven is Batman the Night. Number fourteen is The Flash. So you know those not doing too badly. Uh, it was it was a smaller publishing week for DC though. All in, uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of books out. You know, once you took out the ones we read, there was only a few ones that we didn't. So, uh, yeah, so all, all the main books doing well enough. Uh, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but there you go. That is the Comixology Top 10. Matt's favourite segment. Mm-hmm. And that's when Connor says, no, it's I, I like it the most. I'm the biggest fan of the Top 10. Because of, no, it's me that likes it the most. It's I, Matthew, who loves Comixology Top 10 the most. I'm just making sure I'm not in a fever dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a fever, so I think I'm okay. I know the feeling though, Matt. Yeah. I, there was a complaint actually in the last episode. Uh, Why? So, someone got to me on Twitter, and I, I do actually feel very apologetic about this. I would like to formally apologize. Someone complained that I brought up Buffy and didn't call it the hit television show, and I would like to formally <laughs> just address that and say I, I'm sorry I've let everyone down. Hey, well, when you said that, I complained about what I spoiled it last week. <laughs> by accident and then thankfully it wasn't that no no it wasn't last week was it no no he's saying he thought he no. might have spoiled something else oh last okay week. Oh, I see I see, yeah. I see I see and I couldn't remember so when you said there was a complaint but it was just about your Buffy then that's fine <laughs> alright let's get into the solicits so this yep. is the August solicits uh, we'll, we'll work our way through as we always do uh, which you know for a lot of the books I'm out to, I was going, ooh, and ah, the covers, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I hope you like Batman. I have a few <laughs> suspicion there'll be a lot of Batman in here. It is DC. 
So that checks out. It, it does stand for Detective Comics Comics, after all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it starts off with Batman issue 126. Uh, we're in this weird phase where this is the second issue of Zarsky's run that's been solicited, but we've not started it yet, so it's kind of like, oh, well, we, you know, we're excited about it, but we don't know what to say about it yet, so, you know, it's coming. They're, they're doing a series of swimsuit variants. They are, yeah. yes. yes. And yes. these are all going to be fantastic, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, and one here. Yes. I've seen the Nightwing and the Supergirl one. Oh, that's the, this is the, the Batman and Catwoman one here, yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, I do quite like the cover of uh, Batman and Robin and the night sky with the city underneath them. That's quite oh, the pretty. Second one on that's there. the second one, yeah. Can I, can I say how funny it is that Batman's in briefs but still wearing the cowl? That is pretty funny. You oh, you, you may. I'll, I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> He's going to have such a bad sunburn. Yeah. Uh, that man, that man does not go out in the day very often, and now he's just wearing a cowl and briefs. Not smart. Yeah, I think that's the N. Hayek Lee cover I'm looking at. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, I was like. about to say that. Uh, so oh, there's a few good covers there, though. Uh, they're really playing them on because I, I guess these swimsuit covers won't count as the regular variant. So a lot of covers will, or a lot of books will have a, a second variant this month. Oh, I it's assume. not the uh, N. Hayek Lee is the red. Really red one uh, later on. Oh, right. oh, that one's still quite nice, but fair enough. Yeah, might be the Alex Garner one. It may be. Uh, there's a mystery. Uh, next up though, and this will sort of spin out into a larger news story here, is uh, we have a, a one shot <laughs> called Batman One Bad Day: The Riddler Issue One. Uh, this is an eight dollar sixty four page prestige one shot. And they're going to be doing these, uh, a bunch of these, it's like a series of one-shots. Uh, luckily, they're not doing them, like, all in one month or anything, but yeah. as, as I would have feared. They're, they're <laughs> eight, one a month, so it's essentially a mini-series. Yeah, so it's, it's going to take a little over eight months, which is fine. One of these a month is totally fine by me. Uh, but I'll give you the creative teams here for these. Uh, so you Batman the Riddler, uh, or sorry, Batman One Bad Day the Riddler. This is Tom King and Mitch Gerrards, which, you know, pretty superstar team. Mm-hmm. What have they ever done? <laughs> Nothing of note. <laughs> Nothing. Maybe something over somewhere else. Who knows? But definitely yeah. not DC. I mean, I've got this just strange feeling that they've done yeah. something else. Maybe I should go A. It'd be a, it'd be a miracle <laughs> if we could figure it out. <laughs> uh, then we got Batman One Bad sure Day. Sure, <laughs> uh, Two Face. Uh, which is Mariko Tamaki with Javier Fernandez and Jordi Belair. Ah, that's, that's also a great goddamn team, actually. Most of these are great teams. Uh, There's one in particular I'm very excited for. Uh, well, uh, next up we got Batman One Bad Day, The Penguin by John Ridley, Giuseppe Camincoli, Cam Smith, and Arif Paranto. Prianto, sorry. Uh, do you know what? I was doing so well with these awkward names in that, that batch until that last one. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Uh, and then we got Batman One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze. Uh, which is Jerry Duggan, uh, Matteo Scalera, and Dave Stewart. And there we wow. go. I'm not huge on Duggan, but Scalera's art is gorgeous. That cover. Stewart's one of the best colorists in the game. Yeah, that cover, which is it's just like uh, Freezy's helmet, but it's actually a snow globe, and Batman and Robin are running it in the snow. That looks great. I, I struggled my way through six issues of a of a Remender book just because of Scalera art. Mm. Which one was that? Something science? Yeah, uh, black science. Black science, yeah. Oh, 
absolutely gorgeous. Though. Remainder to dismember. Yeah. How it makes my brain feel reading his work. Just dismembered. Yeah, and Candy X Force was fun. I will take your word for it. I, I tried an issue and I was like, nope. Next up, Batman, uh, one bad day, Catwoman is G. Will Wilson uh, with Jamie McKelvey and uh, Tamara Bond villain. That's also a yes. pretty interesting team. That, that is easily the one I'm most excited for. Uh, we got uh, the Bane. Oh, I'll stop saying the full thing. It's just it's the Bane issue. Uh, Joshua Williamson, Howard Porter, and Tamil Mori. That's probably the most normal batch of like names out of all this list. Yeah. That's like, uh, it's a standard DC book, yeah. right? Uh, we got a Clayface issue with a very pretty cover, might I say. Uh, and this is by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. This is a bit of a normal team as well. Uh, Oliver Zamanico. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's, with, uh... it's still on the normal scale of things for DC, but less so. Yes. And here to just save up the rear is uh, the Razal Ghoul issue, which is Tom Taylor, mm-hmm. our patron saint, with Ivan Reese. That's oh. interesting because my article says Tom King. It's Taylor. It does, but it's Taylor because he announced it. Yeah, yeah. Very excited. That's, that's even funnier than the, the, the one thing I knew going into this list without having read it in advance is that both Taylor and King said they had a book in this batch. So I knew this is right. This is definitely oh my Taylor. God. Okay. What if they messed it up and this is supposed to be... Unless it's the wrong way around. Maybe it's Taylor with Gerrards, but I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because there's an image for that one. Sure, And that's yes. the I one know. in the solicits, whereas... You know, I know. I but yeah. that, that, that's funny because like, this is the Newsarama article I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. And they have it listed as Tom King and Ivan Reese. Nah, it's Tom Taylor. Uh, definitely Tom Taylor. But uh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're intentionally That's jabbing. slightly more exciting because Tom Taylor. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still a pretty, like, okay, it's a DC, it, that's a DC one-shot. I, I would I say, out of those eight, I'd say there's about five of them that sound quite exciting, which is actually quite good. Yeah, there's at least, like, three or four that I'm like, ooh, I'm really into those teams. Yeah. I feel like the last time they did something like this, I got a really fun uh, penguin story out of Jason Aaron before I realized who Jason Aaron was. Mm. So I came out, I think, 08, because they were doing stuff for The Dark Knight. So, yeah. 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 Uh, that's just no, a neat idea. I think. No Joker issue. That's. No, thank God. That's also pretty cool. And it's, you know, it, I think having one of these months is a special kind of. Not quite a black label book, because uh, it's not black label, but this sort of prestige one shot. That's a complete story. Uh, I think these will be fun to talk about uh, over the course of the mm-hmm. months. So yeah, one or two might not be as good, but it, by and large, they have an exciting set of names on them. So uh, that's cool. That's Batman One Bad Day, starting in August with the Tom King and Mitch Gerrard's issue of the Riddler. So uh, buckle in. Uh, those. And there's more covers for the Riddler issue because it's in the solicits with uh, variants. Yeah. Uh, I think the main one's the best still. Uh, mm-hmm. With the hat with the question mark on it. But The Marquez cover has me a little concerned about these because it looks like a very young Riddler. It looks like they're doing a kid thing. And I'm like, uh, are these all just going to be like origin stories? No, I wonder if that's just in this case because the story happens to have a flashback to something that's relevant yeah. to him. Could be, yeah. Uh, and he's, that's the just what he's focusing on. The cover is terrifying. Oh, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up, we got Batman Dear Detective issue one. This is Lee Mahero. Uh, this is a prestige plus one shot, uh, 56 pages. Um, so oh, you know what sort of art to get 
But... Yeah, this is the one we spoke about last yeah. week, where it was all the, all the covers is making up the story. Which is intriguing. This is an yeah. experiment, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, so, that's cool. The covers, I mean, the cover, obviously, it's nice as but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of Bohemia's Batman covers. <laughs> yeah. right? You've seen literally 50 of them at this point. Yes. Yeah, we haven't seen this particular. This one's just for this. Yeah. Because it says yeah. Dear Detective on it. <laughs> it does, but, I, you know, you've seen ones very similar to this already. Yes. And before someone gets snide in the comments, it's, it's not just, like, plastered a logo on top. It's, it's, it's drawn into the cover. It's a neon sign in the image, so just before yeah. anyone gets snee. Yeah. Before anyone pulls a Connor in chat, all right? Uh, Would I do that? Don't answer that. <laughs> Uh, all right, Detective Comics 1063, much like Batman, this is, you know, the second issue of the new team with Ram V and Albuquerque. Uh, super excited for this still. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, cool. Uh, Flashpoint Beyond issue four. <laughs> I mean, there's a train wreck quality to this one. Uh, I don't know. Dexter Dent. Dexter Dent? Yeah. That's uh, the kid. That's the kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's around. Yeah, this this is from Flashpoint. This kid existing. That's fine. Oh boy, there's Grifter. <laughs> there is kind of like a train wreck quality to it, though. I have yeah, to say. it's. It feels a lot like uh, uh, getting a trailer for a movie that I don't want to see. But I was like, <laughs> that might be fun in the theater. <laughs> you know. Uh yeah, and then we got Sword of Azrael, Dan Wars, Nicola Zizmizia. Yeah. I'll, I'll do my best. That's, yeah. that's my best take of that. Jamish, yeah, they uh, that that artist has been doing the Batman Zatanna story in Urban Legends. Ah, it's kind of a mixed bag, but maybe it's a lot. I absolutely love that variant cover, though. Uh, you know, yeah, you it's could, not what I was expecting. There, I don't think you could get two different styles so different than the regular and variant cover of this Azrael book. I, I yeah. know there's a Middleton cover as well to come. And a Joe Q cover. That. Yeah. Mm. What's going on? Joe Q at DC? It's too many seconds. It's too many seconds to realize who Matt meant. There's a Joe Q. Yeah. Joe Q. <laughs> Joe Quesada. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who Quesada is, but I just never yeah. heard him referred to as Joe Q before. Chief at Marvel Comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, before uh, Kurosawa-san, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, next up. Uh... Bit more sort of Azrael? Uh, that's the one shot collecting the urban legends. Ah, okay, okay, so, okay. Because okay. that'll lead into this. That's right, that's right. They said they were going to do that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then the other thing that was announced this week from Tom Taylor, uh, we already knew it was coming, of course. We just didn't have a name for it yet. But the yeah. sort of the end of the, the deceased trilogy uh, is going to be an eight issue miniseries called Deceased War of the Undead Gods. It's got a great cover with uh, Green Canary <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, on the cover. Um, so. I mean, yeah, what's to say? Deceased has been great. Um, can't wait to see how they wrap it up, you know? Is this art by Andy Lanning? Have we ever seen art by Andy Lanning? Don't think so. Abbott and Lanning were a writing team, but I don't know any art, so I don't know if that's a misprint. Because um, they only bring up hair sign in the solicit text. So um, I've just Googled him. It says he's done a lot of inking work. Mm. Oh, okay, so maybe he's inking. Yeah, maybe he's just inking. Yeah. Uh, 
That the green canary cover is not the main one, though. It just appears first on this. Uh, the main cover's got like a big dark side holding. Uh, um, yeah, the main cover's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. But, uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but no, he's, he's making it very clear this is the ending. This was always kind of the planned end of the trilogy. Um, the, the only problem I have with that, that phrasing is that I think the best part of Deceased was not part of the trilogy. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it was the in-between. Yeah, the Unkillables. Uh, yeah. was my favourite so part good. but uh, that's cool excited for that always happy for more Tom Taylor in my DC weekly rotation uh, Dark Crisis issue 3 the event's still going to be going no, no surprise uh, so we'll see how uh, great Perez I do actually kind of dig the cover it's uh it's like, it's like the uh, you know the Zod and these goons in the Superman movie like being waiting mm-hmm. for t- on trial that cover is the Trinity. Kind of neat. Yeah. Kind of neat. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's a nice cover. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, the one shot for the month, Dark Crisis, World Without a Justice League, uh, Green Lantern. This is the Philip K. D. Johnson one, so mm. excitement. Uh, behold. Fernando Blanco art too. Yeah, um, yeah. Come on. That's Who cool, but there was a, a PKJ Bond book announced this week, so that's yeah. much more interesting. No, it's not. As someone who's not very uh, enthusiastic about Dark Crisis, yes, it is. I'm, I'm just saying it's hilarious that he's doing an alien book and now he's doing a Bond book. And if there's justice in this world, he'll be announced for an Indiana Jones book, and then all three of us can be happy. You know, <laughs> sure. I know, I know, Pete's not reading the alien book, but you know. Yeah, to in, in his defense, though, that that was the rocker on art, and it was. Yeah, I want to read it, but the art yeah. is really putting me off. I'll probably stomach yeah. it at some point, but. I, I tried. Uh, I, mm, no, don't yeah. recommend it. So, uh, I'm just saying, um, if, if there's any justice in this world, that, that's all I I have. do love that cover, though. That, like, mm-hmm. squid. If there's any justice yeah. in this world, James Bond will be jettisoned from the planet, and no one will ever make a James Bond thing ever again. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. I, I mean, nah. But I'd rather they stop making James Bond thing or stop making Star Wars things. I'd probably pick Star Wars, but still... Still not gonna happen though, is it? I'm. I... <laughs> if I was feeling better, I'd be fighting you right now. <laughs> but let's move on. That's okay. That's okay. You 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 don't mind when I take the piss out of Lord of the Rings, no matter. You, you, you... <laughs> Hell no! I'll take all the piss. <laughs> take all the piss. <laughs> uh, it's fun. Uh, uh, Dark I'll, Cri- I'll, I'll be laughing when 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 Amazon the Lord of the Rings show comes out and. Everyone's loving it, and and it's like, oh, we're gonna bankroll a thousand Lord of the Rings projects for the rest of time. And we'll I have can't to live with it forever. Ignore them all, like I did the last Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wish that I ignored the last Hobbit. Yeah, I you wish that too. the last Hobbit. <laughs> I remember you telling me about Dragon Sickness, and I went and got popcorn <laughs> to listen to you talk about it. Oh dear, uh, Dark Crisis, uh, Young Justice issue three. Uh, that's the the mini series going alongside the event. Uh, so yeah, we talked about all this. We when they released the checklist, we talked about everything that was coming for the Dark Crisis. Uh, it's fairly contained, which is nice. Uh, the one main book that is tying into it is the Flash first three issues, uh, starting next month. Um, and finally, enough, Flash seven eight five is next here. They've, they've intentionally put it next to that. Uh, there's a pretty fun cover here with uh, uh Wally running with Jay. And Jesse Quick with uh, it's basically shattered glass. It's almost like Phantom Zone esque with like the various yeah. you know super family members and Robin and Black Canary in the glass. I, I really like the the composition of the uh, of the cover here. 
I really dislike <clears> how like all the flashes just kind of feel pasted on. Yeah, like layers. Yeah, like I can see the layers of the artwork, and it it doesn't mesh very well. Fair enough. Uh, I'll still hey, take it over nice. that other cover though, which is making me get uh, not quite Rosmo, but there's some Rosmo esque qualities about it. I kind of, I kind of dig that one. Oh God, why are you the worst? Style to it. You're filthy. Why are you the best at being the worst? Filthy James Bond Star Wars fan. Don't forget I'm sorry. Like... I'm sorry for liking popular things. And you like wizards and shit. Yeah, wizards and shit are cool. I mean, I like when Chris Jericho says he's a wizard, but I mean, other than that, that's... Real quick, Pete, did you watch Red Page? I skimmed through it. I skimmed through it. Uh, so I was trying to show Ash that Statlander is sighting more than a woman, which I think is really cool, right? Um, mm. And so she kept missing it because she kept looking down, so I had to rewind it. And I had to hear Jericho tell Ruby Soho he's a wizard and her almost breaking. <laughs> like three or four times, and it made my entire morning. So when you just hear a wizard... I have to go back and watch that much snatch that I'll let it hear that because that's quite good. It's, it's at the very, very beginning as she's getting into the ring as Statlanders. So, all I'm yeah. hearing is is you're a wizard, from, like yeah. like the Harry Potter. But you know, the, I don't know if you ever saw the the stupid meme video of it. Yeah, where it just yeah, that one. I don't know if I've seen it's in my head now. I also don't know if I've ever seen the meme video, but I saw I've seen many a Photoshop image that's subtitled it with something different, and I can hear it in my head because I can hear Robbie Coltrane say uh, it. Harry. Uh, this is just Chris Jericho yelling that he's a wizard because he threw a fireball at someone. <laughs> it's, it's the stupidest thing, but it works so well. And he keeps threatening it again. He threatened on Wednesday. He's like, I'll throw a fireball in your face because I'm a wizard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, DC Saved by the Bell Reeve. Okay, that is a great title. Uh, what? Yeah, I what? just saw it. <laughs> what? <I'm in. laughs> what is this? Ooh. Uh so this is a, a one-shot, seemingly. Uh, yeah, 80 page, one-shot, and yeah, it's got a bunch of pages. teams on it. We've got, on writing, we've got Art Baltazar, uh, Franco, Andrew Aiden, Dan Waters, Becky Clinton, Brendan Fletcher, Tim Seeley, uh, Brandon Thomas, Peter J. Tomasi, and Dave uh, Vilgos. Uh, and then art by some of the same people, but also Nelson Daniel, Dion Faria. I've probably seen him in some... Uh, Carl Kirsch, Mike Norton, Scott Collins, Craig Cermak. Uh, so, yeah, I'll read what that says. Skills back in session, and we just know what you're waiting for. The bell <laughs> to give someone Reeve Leaf. That's terrible. I love it, but it's terrible. They're, they're working hard for that one. <laughs> they, they, they're All right, you can't say we didn't try. <laughs> so DC, Saved by the Bell Reeve. Uh, halls are packed with eight tales of school time fun from around the DC universe. So basically, it's just a, a young Justice, you know, young characters in the yeah, DC universe anthology. Yeah, doing Tiny Titans. Uh, that's, you know, some of them in the past. Um, yeah, I'm just pointing out that it's... it's and stuff is Gotham Academy. I'm just pointing out it's got nothing to do with Bill Reeve itself. They're just using that for the pun because it's DC related. Can you blame them? I can't. No, no, it's great. There is a Suicide Squad story, though, so... There I feel is. Like... There's an Asriel story. I'm assuming that's what yeah. Dan Waters is doing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to admit, I don't know if I can be bothered reading this. I don't think a lot of it appeals to me, but I do give points for the title. Yeah. I, no, I agree. Like, I don't know how much I care about reading it, especially if it comes out a busy week. But... Look, you know that, 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 it's better than... 80th anniversary special, like just you know, just slapping yeah. it in yeah, any yeah. title on it, and, yeah, and going, yeah, this, but... this is a theme to it, and it's got some thought put in. Also, I appreciate that 
that Waters is becoming the Jean Paul guy, and the way that Rosenberg has become the Red Hood uh, type guy. Mm. You know, like they're really ingratiating themselves into that character. So um, we're gonna keep getting more of these. You know, little annuals, not annuals. You know what I mean? Smaller yeah, one shot specials. Yeah, whatever. that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Poison Ivy issue three. G. Willow Wilson with Marcio Takara. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a cover! Yeah, so I feel I, f- I felt I had a feeling people were going to uh, splooge uh, over this cover. I mean, what? it what? is gorgeous. If that may, Matt may literally do that when he gets his <laughs> physical copy. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't ruin comics. Thank you. Uh, I do. I quite like the the the, the painted one where she's sort of like holding like a dying flower. It was also a dark. Mm-hmm. Got a bit of a mood oh, to that's it. Very nice as well, yeah. I kind of like that. I think I like all of them pretty much. They're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, by any means, so I'm I'm just not a. I can't like poison ivy well enough, but I'm not a poison ivy simp like Matt is and Connor is. So. Oh hey, I got nothing on Matt. <laughs> no, no one, no one does. Really. Uh, I just like a lot of these covers, but I like a lot of the covers that we've talked about. So. Mm. Uh, Sam issue one facsimile edition. I, I just. Just go on past that, you know what that is. Same with Detective Comics 27. Uh, Harley Quinn issue 18, Connor's favourite series. Uh, yeah, but look, look who's on art. Oh, it's well, not... Uh, it's not, it's uh... not Rosmo, so... Uh. I, it's, you know, it's fine. Although, what the oh hell is going God. on in that book? Task Force that... XX, so Task Force 20. Uh-huh. Or Task Force Double X. Is she in the future? I think so. Well, so she's headed to space on JLA Moonbase, Luke Fox. Uh, do you know what? Camp. Given the sense of humor that Harley has, they could totally do an arc after this called Task Force XXX and then just say, not a porn parody, and that would be quite funny. That would be. Um, you're talking about how she's played hockey in the variant cover? Oh, it's Which, Okay, so, Matt, cool. so Matt's buying this for the variant cover <laughs> then. Yeah. But I think that's pretty um, cool considering Stephanie Phillips um, does play hockey. Um, keep going, keep yeah. going. I'm, I'm very scared. What another cover? No, no. Keep going to the next book. Harley Quinn eighteen. <laughs> yes. Keep going. Twenty. What's happening? Twenty yeah. one. It's weekly. It's weekly in August. An annual. <laughs> <laughs> There's five issues. No, that is a shit ton of Harley Quinn in August. Is this some sort of Harley? Side, is None it, of it's Rosmo. Is it some sort of Harley Quinn anniversary or something in August? What's happening? Not that I'm aware of. Would it be her 30th? She came out in 90. Ah, oh, 92. Yeah, it could be. That sounds kind of roughly right. I don't know. Um, it is worth mentioning uh, for uh, for the patron who makes Connor read Harley. You can't make him read five books in one month. You have to like, no, spread I, them I over five months. I am going to be months. very far behind by the end of that month. Also. Yeah. Well... Yes, yeah. It'll it'll take you five months to get to the annual, and then you'll be there'll be five new regular issues by that point <laughs> to do. Yep. Uh that's pretty funny. Um <clears throat> That's that's a lot of that's, that's, a lot of that's miserable. <laughs> that's a lot Why Harley would you Quinn. do this to be DC? Why would you put that all out? Uh there's also Harley Quinn the animated series, the real sidekicks of New Gotham special issue once, an eighty page one shot. With a bunch of names uh, on it. Various writers from the from the show doing uh, that's short stories for the comic. 
Uh, we do have other annuals though, seemingly. We got the Flash 2022 annual. Uh, Jeremy Adams is writing with Sergio Acuna. Uh, this does not appear to be a tie-in to Dark Crisis. This will just be a standalone Wally West and story. That's, a, that's another cover I love. Uh, the main one? Yeah. Hmm? That was only one, actually. Uh, so, yeah, it's a Wally and Linda story. Uh, so, cool. I have, I have a, a theory on what's uh -oh. going on with Linda. Well, we can talk about it when we get something to the going book. on with Linda? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, in, it's but... in the book, so we can just talk about it then, Matt. Well, well let's remind me. Don't let me forget, because okay. there's... there's... There's wording in here as I was looking at it before we recorded. Okay. Um, yeah, so just remind me when we get there. Okay. Um, all right, uh, next up we got Wonder Girl 2022 Annual, which is interesting because she doesn't actually have a book, <laughs> but she has an annual. That <laughs> so, makes sense. I'm just throwing in a one-shot, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's fair enough. Uh, and then Olympus Rebirth issue one. Mm -hmm. so I mean... This is a one-shot by Becky Clinton and Michael W. Conrad. Uh, so presumably this is tying into Wonder Woman-esque stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this has me and Connor written all over it. Also, that that just that main cover is yeah. phenomenal. As you realize, all the covers, but that first one in particular. Yep. So Hippolyta has gotten into the Pantheon. Um, almost like she swapped with Diana. Well, right? she has Deed, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Connor, what do we think she's become the goddess of? I really don't know. I don't know who the yeah. who, who who are they going to shaft? Shellfish, right? Right. So, we'll we'll see. She's got the plants around her, so I'm wondering uh, on the Tula Lote cover that is. But is uh, that just because Tula Lote loves to run poison ivy, and she forgot she wasn't doing yeah. poison ivy for a minute? <laughs> it, it's possible. But it could be demeaning. <laughs> uh, uh, then next up, we have uh, a four-issue mini starting called The New Champion of Shazam uh, by Josie Campbell and art by Doc Shainer. Uh, so is this Shainer's book that he was supposed to I'm be writing? I'm assuming it was, but yeah. I thought yeah. he was writing it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Mary Marvel becoming the new main Shazam character, yeah. which is cool. I I'm, I'm, I'm all about this premise, and I love Shainer art. So, And I think he's perfect for Shazam because he screams Silver Age, that character. Do you know what yes, else I love? What do you love? That, that Middleton variant. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. It's very nice. I'm not going to deny it. Both covers are very good. Uh, and Gary Frank's got a cover, which, you know. Which is fine. Fine. It's Gary Frank, but. Yes. I, I'm all about I feel, this. I feel, I feel I'm on the verge of Matt, like, trying to get annoyed at me, but. Uh, I'm all into this book. Yeah, it should be fun. Wait, no. Why am I getting annoyed? I had to listen for something. So that sounds like it went wrong. That's fine. Just don't worry about yeah. it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Tales of the Human Target issue one. We talked about this when it was announced. One page uh, with different stories uh, by Tom King with different artists. Sort of filling in the gap a little bit between the, the two halves of the series. So that's cool. Um, I don't know if we have more covers here to look at compared to before. Maybe we do. I don't know. No. But the main one's very nice. The main one uh, with the pulpy looking cover is very good. Uh, and then they've got the trades for the first half of uh, human target uh, unsurprisingly uh, same with DC's Dark Knights of Steel volume 1 first uh, 6 issues I presume mm -hmm. and then same with DC versus a lot of like first halves of like books that are about yeah. 10 to 12 issues getting their, their trades uh, then we have Black Adam the Justice Society Files Cyclone issue 1 interesting what is this? Mo movie tie-in oh is a movie tie-in is it? Yeah. 
I don't but, think it is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I th I think it is because uh, this is the the cyclone that was in the trailer. Um, is it okay? Yeah. When she was young, Maxine Uncle hmm. dreamed of flying okay. with the Justice Society. Now she has the powers and opportunity. Well, she say yes. He is starring Hawkman on the road to Black Adam, plus continuing the Tess Adam backup story. Although, I mean, I will point out here it's co-written by Brian Q. Miller, or he's done yeah. one of the stories in it, perhaps. Whatever. And and Kevin right. Scott is not bad. Which is fine, but I'm 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 not in out Brian Q. Miller because I feel like he's barely done anything, especially with DC in a long Which, ass time. So and and his last kind of stuff has been tied into yeah other media. So I'll probably read this. I do like the character Cyclone. Let Brian so, Q. Miller do more things, DC. Give him yeah. give him a character. Let him just go go with it. Please and thank you. Uh, they're reprinting Black Adam GSA Black Rain. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a trade. Uh, you can tell the Black Adam movie's coming out around here because <laughs> they got Black Adam, Rise and Fall of an Empire, uh, trade. Uh, Black his issues from fifty two. That's weird. Well, he says issues. You mean just has parts of? Yeah. Because because yeah. it was never a full issue, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his yeah. stuff. Um, Until World War Three, which completely took up a week or, or a month. I can't remember. That yeah, that's a weird read. Like, I I would encourage yeah. people to not read this and just go read Fifty Two. But sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got Black Adam: The Dark Age, New Edition. So yeah, they're, they're just you reprint a bunch of stuff. Uh, Green Lantern Alliance. Uh, I, this is obviously one of these uh, young adult graphic novels. Is this a new one though, or is it a reprint? I think it's continuing because they're adding mm. the. I remember Minley. Um, yeah. So it's a sequel. Doing it yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we're getting a Flash and a Green Lantern together, which is cool. I always like that dynamic. Classic pairing. Yeah, yeah there's a yeah. good Flash there. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, on a similar vein, Diana and Nubia, princess, princesses Ooh. of the Amazons. Another one of these yeah. young adult uh, graphic novels. And then back out of the single issues, uh, kicking off with Action Comics 1046, continuing the run. Um, that's a little bit disappointing, Eagle Shamanar, and not... Um... Federici, as we're still in the, the war world stuff. Yeah, right. I, but he's had to take an issue off before, so this might just be a, he has, yeah. a one time thing. It, uh, it feels like it's one of those built in type because it feels like it's going to focus on Earth. Yeah. Because um, it's still it's on the cover. It's a pretty nifty yeah. painted looking cover, actually. It yeah. is, yeah. Uh, uh, this has got the, the Supergirl swimsuit variant. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, so. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, there we got Aquaman and the Flash, Void Song, issue three. This is Langston and Kelly. Uh, there are many series. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Batgirls issue nine. I don't love that cover, but I do admit the thought of uh, Cass with a, a rubber ringy around her is quite funny. The the tone of it is hilarious. Yeah, the second cover is actually much nicer. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like the second cover. Yeah, that's really nice. Uh, so that is cool. Uh, then we got Batman Beyond New Year issue 5, so that's still going. Uh, Batman Superman World's Finest issue 6. Uh, notably, not Dan Moran. Yeah, it's switched to Travis Moore for this one. Right. Um, it does sound like it might be a, like a, a standalone issue, perhaps. It mm -hmm. does, yeah. So I wonder if issue 5 is the finale of the current oh, arc. no. Yeah. Well, you said, oh, no. That, that Dotson's cover is going to need to be my new wallpaper. Oh, that, yeah, that is good. It's it's Supergirl and Batgirl, Pete. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think the Dotsons are that good. Like you guys yeah, always I seem love to the Dotsons. love them. Yeah. Uh, like because you have no taste. They're just okay. <laughs> I don't know. Look at that. I don't know. I don't get I it. Like the, 
there's there's a pulpy cheesecakiness to it, but but it doesn't go. It, it rides that line, you know. Um, yeah, I like, so, the, I like the main cover. That Dan Mora cover is really nice. But Dan, Dan Mora cover is really nice. Yeah. And the I would guess this would be the, the swimsuit variant by Sandoval. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw them in the pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you got crypto up on a pool float, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, that's another fun one. Yeah. I, I like uh, Bruce holding his is a uh, table tennis paddle. It's just it's got a hole through it because of how Clark's hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Batman Fortress issue four, the <laughs> Gary Witter book, uh, which will be starting soon, so we'll have some opinions Next on week, it. Next week, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, really nice cover there, though, with Batman and his snow jacket. That's, that's a great snow jacket with the Bat logo still uh, on it. Yeah. Uh, Batman Kelly and Time issue six, so that uh, mini series is wrapping up in August. Uh, so, yeah, not much to say there. Uh, yeah. Batman the Night issue eight out in August. Cool. Yeah. That was, that was very Raz presence. Mhm. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of like a different teacher. I mean, I know we've kind of had Raz already, mm-hmm. but maybe like we'll eventually go back to him for well, what it says yeah, in the cover. I might, his final I test. I might be completely off, but just the hood uh, and the dark smile. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, actually yeah someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman: Urban Legends issue eighteen. Uh, still going. Uh, a strange new saga begins. So there's a few new stories in this one. Tenny Howard yeah. and Blake Howard uh, doing a Batman story. Batman and the Outsiders uh, have to save Signal from burning out. A new mystery begins starring Alfred Pennyworth uh, before his passing uh, from all-star creative team of Chris Burnham. Uh, and a story from Batman's past, Dark Knight must team up with Etrigan, the demon, to stop the reincarnators. Uh, so. They sound fun enough, all of them. I feel like Etrigan is just this character that, that constantly shows up in these little like short stories and mm-hmm. anthology books now. Because he's cool, and they know that that people will buy the Etrigan story. Well, there's also that um, you don't want to write him rhyming all the time, so you just give him in small doses. Mm. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Uh, Batman White Knight presents Red Hood issue two. So the next <clears throat> uh, part of that mini is going along. Black Adam issue three from Priest, uh, which again not started yet, but uh, we'll get into it. Very interesting cover there with uh, you know, it's a very painted yeah. cover, but it's Black Adam looking like he's. Uh, let's be honest, it's a sort of like pose someone has when they've just slipped their wrist, to be honest. Like the way he's dangling he's, his he, arm at the bathtub. To borrow a phrase from the movie Lock, uh, he is distressed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, with the way he's holding his arm further up, it looks more like a, a drug use. Ah, yeah. 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 Or even like he's having a heart attack, you know, the way that you yeah. feel it in your arm first kind of thing. Yeah. Also, yeah. the uh, going through the covers, there's a few real nice ones. Oh, the, the, the red the, one. The, yeah, with yeah. the sun behind. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and there's a swimsuit variant as well. And he's hot yeah. tub. So, very good. Lupacino is a perfect guy for, for a swimsuit variant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blood Syndicate Season 1, Issue 4. Uh, so, that's continuing on. Uh, Catwoman 46, uh, the book that keeps having nice covers, but none of us wanted to keep reading. <laughs> uh, and there is a swimsuit cover, of course. Although, to be honest, like I feel like this swimsuit cover could literally be the variant to any Catwoman cover because it's something they do so often with her. Is, yeah, these right? types of covers. It is, yeah. But you know, that's cool. Uh, Catwoman Lonely City issue four, the final of the Black Label series, is coming in August, uh, as we knew anyway. But nice to see it in the solicits all the same. DC versus Vampires issue eight of twelve is coming. Um. Not much to, yeah. not much to oh, add. Man. More great covers. 
Uh, DC's vs. Vampires All Out War issue 2. This is the second of the six issue miniseries running alongside the second half of the main book. Uh, so that's also very, very neat. Uh, there's a nice Mary Marvel cover on that one, actually. Uh, I mean, her face is a little bit. Uh... I, I I do like that Mary Marvel cover. Yeah. And, and, and then there's a, a Stoko cover as well. Oh, yeah. A booster. A booster uh, covered in gunk. And goop. Uh, yeah. Jewel wielding estates. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, Connor at a buffet. Jewel wielding estates. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Matt. Matt eats a lot of meat too, I suppose. So I don't know why I specifically singled out Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you said it like it was like insulting. It's like. Yeah, damn right I load up my, on steak at a buffet. <laughs> uh, DC Mech issue two. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Is that Aries? Is that a Mech Aries that's on the cover? <laughs> uh, it looks like it might be, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love the uh, the big giant Flash Gundam on the second one. Oh, I didn't even look at that cover yet. Oh, aye, yeah, very good. Like, I, I get that this might not be for everyone, but that definitely feels appropriate for the vibe that, that it should be aiming Given for if you're going to do this. Given how shockingly good Jurassic League has been, this has got a lot to live up to, to even... Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be as good as Jurassic League. Yeah. A few things will be, but you can hope. Yeah, Deathstroke Inc. issue 12. Uh, got Green Arrow on the cover there. Makes sense, given that uh, Dana's involved, that Oliver yeah. eventually is getting... Is this still the Deathstroke year one story? It is, oh. yeah. Ah, I see, the, I see. It's a good cover, though. The, the swimsuit cover cracks me up. <laughs> that's, that's great, yeah. Oh, I didn't see the swimsuit cover. Oh, yeah, he's okay. Feeding, he's feeding a man to a shark off of a That's not yacht. bad. Not bad. Yeah. Do you know what I saw Photoshop this week, actually? Yeah, so yeah, that, you know, towards the end of Jaws, the, the shark sort mm-hmm. of tipping the boat and kind of chomping up it. I saw someone kind of, like, take, like, a sort of side shot of that, but Photoshop... Uh, Daniel from the Karate Kid doing his pose on the, the, the tip of the boat as if he's going to like kick the shark. <laughs> I thought it was quite good. That's hilarious. I was like, Bruce stands no chance. <laughs> no. Uh, Duo issue four, the Greg Pak book. Uh, still going on. Uh, Fables issue 154. Uh, chucking along nicely. Future State Gotham issue 16. I am shocked that still doesn't say final issue, but there it is. <laughs> Get on them. Uh, I am Batman issue 12. That's a neat cover, actually. I mean, his bike. Not the final issue for that either, which is interesting, because if it was going to be one around here, you'd expect it to be at 12. Yeah. Maybe maybe 18 then. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it means you've probably got another arc out of it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we got Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes issue 6, which is the final issue of that miniseries from Uh, Bendis. Matt's favourite book is coming to an end. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Multiversity 18 Justice issue three, uh, issue three. So this isn't started yet. So we, we no. you know, I'm not sure how excited we are to try it, admittedly, but uh, not massively. Hmm. I like the colors says, on that cover. It says there's a Stephanie Hans variant. So, ooh, yeah, that's a nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Naomi season two issue six. So another Bendis book's coming to an end in August. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna have nothing the month after. That, that's all. Yeah, but that's the that's the scary part. Is like what's what's getting announced in September for Bendis? Nothing. He's going. What has he been given? I, I, I joke, but it's actually possible at this point. It's been long enough, yeah, that he could leave now. But I'm just, you know, there's also a chance that they'll announce the new Bendis books in September. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? 
Yes. How dare you put Bao into the universe? What else does Connor like that he can ruin? Uh... Everything. Anything. <laughs> Just let him have Red Hood and leave me alone. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, Nightwing issue. This is Harley Quinn. <laughs> uh, Nightwing issue ninety five. Uh, Taylor Redondo. We we know the, the, the just at this point. I do love that cover though. So it's like yeah. a it's like a you know, street work sign. Uh, but instead of like the men mm-hmm. at work, it's like you know a symbol that means this that sort of clearly looks like Nightwing swinging. <laughs> and it's him swinging behind it in the yeah. exact same pose. That is wonderful. Uh, the variant's quite nice as well. Him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and silhouette. I like the third one with the meat and the bagel. And the do- oh, oh, yeah. I was going to say donut. You're right, it's a bagel. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It is a bagel. Yeah, and the swimsuit cover, of course, which everyone will, you know. Nicholas Scott draws a, a great Dick Grayson. This is well known. Yes. Uh, there's his ass in all its glory. Uh, but, I mean, she is the one who started that whole thing off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, Can bounce a quarter off of it. Uh, Nubia Queen of the Amazons issue 3 of 4 up next and we got Robin issue 17 Lord Deathman sometimes it's nice to have a simple cover with just a white background like that I think it sticks out Uh, Rogues issue 4 the final issue of the Williamson Rogues Black Label series really nice cover as well with uh, like Captain Cold's goggles and like weapon just lying on the ground as if oh no something bad's happened I really like the variant as well. Pete, he's got the dynamite ring. Ah, the beautiful dynamite diamond ring, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, does that mean he's fighting a pig? Is Wardlow on the other side of the, uh, of the page? You know, Wardlow versus Grodd. I'd pay money. <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Issue 117. Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 14. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just see if there's anything... I like... Oh, the variant with the kid John with the the S. Yeah, that's, cool. that's nice. Well, mm. I, I do like that they're teasing giving Jay a actual superhero costume and stuff. Mm. There's something that's like pretty... it mentions here. You know, embrace his powers and become the hero. But mm-hmm. the way this cover is, it makes me. Can he phase through dimensions? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll find out. I mean, Kitty Pride once phased a missile through Earth. So she did. You know, and astonishing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Task Force Z issue 11, penultimate issue of that series. Mm-hmm. So cool. <sighs> so fun. And uh, <laughs> looks like we have the return of Gotham Boy, or just Gotham uh, there. He's zombified. Yeah, I will say, blue. I don't appreciate the return of the Bat Rabbit uh, mech suit and yeah. the variant cover. But you know what? With that company being that the, the crux of it all, I, I do like that the rookie. Being there, and this is almost like a, a send up to that era. Um, mm. so that, that that's why I'm a bloom and all of that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jurassic League issue four. Hey, it, it oh gives my us God. the names of some of the ones that we didn't know. Oh, does it? Uh, let me see. Pretty of Batsaur, One Dawn, and Superstar welcomes a few new monstrous members in the form of Aquinx, <laughs> Aquinix, Aquinix, okay, like, like Baryonyx, Flash Raptor. Uh-huh. And Green Torch. Okay. All right. And the Green Torch looks like he's uh, taking that guy to Suplex City. Yeah, that's a German Suplex if I ever saw one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. This it's, a, it's like a Teshta deadlift one uh, match just to give yeah. it a bit more style. Uh, the other cover with all the chaos going on is quite good. With the full Justice League flying around. 
there. Oh, what's the red lantern going to be called? Oh, there's, a, there's so many creatures to name. Well, it's a Carnotosaurus, so uh, we'll have some fun with that, I'm sure. Mm. Carnotrocitus something, I don't Good know. Good stuff. Um, yeah, okay. Why me? Uh, Sandman Universe, Nightmare Country, issue 5. Uh, Stunning cover again. Uh... The Swamp Thing issue 16, the final <laughs> issue of Ramvi's Swamp Thing, uh, sadly, but for now, all good things. Uh, I love that second cover, now. it's Swamp Thing with all the mechanical parts around him. Yeah. Uh, that is good, yeah. Looks like he's phasing into it too, like they're trying to take over him. Yeah. I mean, Connor wasn't here for the last issue, but me and Matt both like gave it like 10s. So I haven't read it yet. <laughs> oh well, so, let's just say, yeah. let's just say we love the ideas it presented. Oh, I suspect I will enjoy it then. Uh, Wonder Woman issue seven ninety. Uh, oh, we're getting close to eight hundred though. Yeah, just uh, don't know. Sure. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean it's still another ten months, admittedly, but you know that's still relatively close. Um, hey, you never know. They might surprise us with a Wonder Woman month like Harley Quinn. <laughs> Last through five issues in a month. So we're getting uh, Villainy Inc. stuff, which obviously has been that, set up. Um, cover is very reminiscent of, is it the Hicketea? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's the start of yeah. Rucka's Wonder Woman run, but yeah. It's a very similar cover to that, right? It is, but it looks like uh, Psycho's enjoying it way more than Bruce ever did, <laughs> so she better yeah. watch out. <laughs> He's like, yeah, whip me with that gold lasso. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's an interesting parallel. Yeah, I, I do like the variant cover, though, too. With her holding the tarot card. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. There we go. Young Justice Targets issue two. Uh, that's the cartoon tie-in. Yeah, it's yeah. Show, show continuity. Yeah. And then Ooh, that's, that's single issues. Uh, so you got American Vampire Omnibus Volume 1. Oh, they're reprinting that at last. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so this has got 1 to 27 in the first two miniseries. Uh, <clears> and, it, which oh, is... and then Omnibus Volume 2, which is the rest of it. Oh yeah, there you go. Which includes Second Cycle and, uh, you know, whatever else that came out, yeah. This uh, is the one I need, because this is where I stopped reading, so... Yeah, I issue tw 28 to 34, the original series, then some one-shots, anthologies, Second Cycle 1 to 11, and 76, issues 1 to 10. Yeah, so... To be fair, two Omnis to collect that whole thing like that, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah. I might pick them up myself. Yeah, so yeah, to put it in sort of trades, the first volume is the first five trades, and then mm -hmm. the rest of it's uh, the second oh, yeah. volume. So, yeah, uh, neat. Uh, I have but, six trades, so um, I mean they're both just under a thousand pages long, give or take. So that's a good split. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, so Batman Black and White uh, collected. Uh, I assume this is the newer Black and White issues that came out. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we got Arkham Rising, volume of Detective Comics from uh, Tamaki. Cool. Um, I th uh, this looks like it's up to the start of the tower, so the tower will be its own thing, presumably, after this. Yeah, I'd have thought so. Yeah. Uh, and then we got a new version of Hush, 20th anniversary edition. Mm -hmm. Sure, that'll be reprinted forever. As well, funny enough, Long Halloween. Uh, it says but... deluxe edition, so it might be del you know the oversized hardcover. Oh, so uh, is it 6 and 5 eighths by 10 by 3, 16? Mm. So. Uh, I think that's the regular one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I, t I tell a lie. So they've, they've confused this uh, a little bit by adding Long Halloween at a title. So this is actually just Haunted Night, uh, which was the three one-shots they did before they did yeah. Long Halloween. 
but they're trying to use the long Halloween name to kind of prop up a little bit here. So I've never read these, but um, what's the Bat Ape? Oh wait, never mind. That's the wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah, I was like, what are you on about? Um, yeah. Uh, excuse me. And then I look at the next one. He's on the Silver Age omnibus. So of, of yeah. course, there's a Bat Ape in that. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I've read uh, Haunted Night. I remember there's a story with Barbara. Uh, that involves Mad Hatter, which I remember being alright. Uh, but they're definitely not as memorable as Long Halloween and Dark Victory, which are the two great, you know, books. Yeah, but... you have um, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween Special 1, Batman Madness, The Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween Special number 1, and Batman Ghosts, A Legends of the Dark Knight Halloween yeah. Special. So, they have Ghosts, Madness, and... Uh, it was basically so. the three years before Long Halloween, they did one each Halloween, yeah. and then they did Long Halloween, which obviously lasted a whole year. Uh, yeah. I'm actually it's actually really cool they're doing a Silver Age omnibus because it means they're finally getting into that era because you know they, they spent a long time going through all the Golden Age stuff the Golden with, Age. and they finished yeah. it you know I think I assume they did if they're starting Silver Age uh, I mean this has the Rainbow Batman in it too so that's pretty cool so it's cool that eventually because of remastering all these and they'll make it, or they'll always should make it to the digital side of things that eventually you will have every single issue of Batman Detective Superman action available uh, which admittedly yeah. You have to be a crazy person to actually read the whole run of all those. But, oh, but there are people out there. They are. Mm-hmm. But even just for, like, you know, like, research sake, being able to pick out any issue at, a, you know, at a moment's notice, they should, they should be available. So, yeah, it's good, it's good stuff. Uh, Urban Legends Volume 3, obviously just collecting more of the Urban Legends stuff. That has the Zatanna Batman and the Mark Russell, which he, someone asked him if there's plans, and he said yes. Um, but they just have to get, you know, time. Um, so yeah, uh, the Mark Russell story. That's so, cool. Uh, that, blue, that's good. blue and gold's been collected. Uh, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's that out? So I'll finally be able to read it. Uh, it's, uh, September. Great. End yeah. of September. Yeah. Uh, blue beetle, Hemi Reyes book one. Uh, so is this uh, the the start of the Hemi Reyes stuff from? I it believe be, so. Yeah. It's yeah. Stefan and Rogers with uh, Hamner, uh, Albuquerque, Rulo. That's yeah. cool. So I wonder if they'll keep going all the way until like all the you know the, the new fifty two book and the rebirth twelve issues. Book. So they're, they're obviously some of their longer running you know series with the the thicker trades have kind of wrapped up yeah. over the last year or so. Mm. So maybe I, like okay, we'll look at what else we can try and see if their audiences are receptive to it. Yeah, sometimes every Ivy Reyes is a character that's out there, and so it's good that they put these out every so often to remind you. Yeah. Yeah, if you just take Gotham Volume 2, the next Joker, Hardware Season 1's getting collected, Justice League Incarnate being collected, you know, straightforward stuff here. Nubia and the Amazons collected. Uh, Phantom Stranger Omnibus, that's a neat, yeah. neat mm. book to see here. Uh, it's got a, collecting a lot of different things here. You've got like a, a six-issue miniseries from 52, uh, 41 issues of just an ongoing book. Uh, they started in 1969, and then just some Brave and the Bold issues that he happened to be in, some other, you know, things. Just issues of other things that he yeah. happened to yes. show up in here or there. 13 issues of Saga of the Swamp Thing. Yeah. that's So it's actually quite a big book. It's uh, 1,200 pages, yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't drop so, that on your foot. Yeah, I mean, hurt, yeah. I, mean I, I have read very little Phantom Stranger. You know, he's popped up in things that I've read. I've never really delved into Just him on his own but reminding reminding tim that in the new 52 he's meant to be judas uh i forgot all about that yeah um that was i read all that stuff that that was yeah where that was all relevant yeah. and i just forgot 
It, because you, you had to remember other things, Cotter. Um, so it just went away. Yeah. Uh, punchline, the trial of uh, Alexis K. So this is uh, all the backups from Joker, all 15 mm-hmm. issues, plus um, some stuff from the 80th anniversary issues. So it makes sense this is getting a separate trade on its own. Uh, mm-hmm. It does. Speaking of Joker, just I'll throw in the extra mm-hmm. news story I saw while we're on it. Uh, the final issue, which is 15, has been delayed a few weeks. Uh, so it's coming out at the end of June now, instead of mid-June. Mm. And it's added extra pages, um, just as it's now 48 pages, and it is now 6.99. Yeah, uh, I wonder if that's why there's a delay, because there's like, hey, there's some extra pages to draw in ink. So, I have a couple extra weeks. No, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's simple. <laughs> it, it's going to leave it a little over two months since the previous issue, like from 14 to 15, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, Robin Volume 2, I Am Robin, uh, speaks for itself. Robin's Being Robin, that's the, the Tim Seeley book that we all didn't really like that much. Uh, Suicide Squad King Shark miniseries being collected. Task Force Z Volume 1, straightforward. Uh, the Flash by Mark Wade Omnibus Volume One. So they already did the yeah. thick trades of this, which I think I think that ended up as seven, no, it was eight books. So it ended up as eight full books uh, trades. Uh, so if I look at these issue numbers here, is this uh, three of those thick trades? I think it so is. Sixty-two to ninety-one is about twenty-eight, right? Yeah, or is this just the first yeah. two? Um. Or is it maybe you usually like... get twelve or so issues in those thick trades? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to split into three omnibuses so it won't actually line up with the, the thick trades perfectly because there was eight of those. Right, they might uh, split it a little differently, so it's like a maybe because I'm pretty sure because this is a, a about a thousand pages. Thousand eighty-eight. Yeah, I so and that doesn't sound that sounds like more than two of those trades, but I don't know if it's quite three of them. So. I'm thinking they're maybe Probably split is. differently. They, those, a six-issue trade is, what, about 150-odd pages usually, right? Or something like that. Yeah, but some of, the, some of those thick trades were bigger because they had, like, extra one-shots and stuff in them. They were, but I'm thinking they're usually around 300 to 350. So three of those is going to be around, you know, 1,050. But I'm just... I'm th- they've got eight books, though. So if they have three in this first one, then how do they split the other five? Like, maybe just it's just... They, they, they've done this before where they've done like just a smaller third volume. So a three, three, and a two. Oh, sure. Uh, well, maybe they'll do that. I don't know. Or, or maybe some of those later th- thick trades were thicker on the early ones, so it'll work out mm, easier. Because uh, I think cause they did start to make them bigger. Because at first they were really strictly sticking to about 12 issues worth. But as time went on, they were willing to go to about 16. So I'm wondering if uh, some of the later ones are a bit meatier. Uh, it's, yeah, cool. it's, it's cool anyway. If I, if I was collecting hardcovers right now, I'd be all over uh, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's neat, especially since the the, the John's Flash omnibus runs uh, readily available, or at least it was and has been multiple times. Uh, Titans United uh, getting collected. Trial of the Amazons getting collected. Uh, War for Earth Three, which was the crossover that was in a couple of books recently uh, that we didn't want to read. <laughs> um, and then Wonder Woman by George Perez, Omnibus 2022 edition. Reprint, yeah. Uh, this mm-hmm. is just volume one, because that was more than one volume. It was, yeah. Yeah. 
So this is just volume one, yeah. I, either volume two is still in print, or they'll they'll do announce it. that later. Yeah, yeah. a bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they're keeping these important runs and omnibus forms in print by reprinting them every so often. Uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. really good. And speaking of, the, the Golden Age Omnibus Volume 5 for Wonder Woman has been solicited here. Uh, and again, I like that they're st- committing to these and getting through them all. Uh, so maybe it won't be too long before we get Silver Age. Uh, that said, they're only in Volume 5 of this, so we'll see. Yeah, which, but, what would that take us to? We're still in the 40, early 50s at this. Uh, so, yeah. Early 50s, yeah. So Wonder, yeah, you can just look up Wonder Woman issue 47 and see when that came out. Mm-hmm. That's the last issue of that book in it so um yeah i, I mean it, it's really nice that they've committed to that uh mm-hmm. it does these lines but uh cool um and it'll just make dc universe uh even better when all these remastered issues eventually you know yeah. fill it up so mm-hmm. very cool but that does i believe wrap up the solicits for august so there we go. Uh, all done. All right. Well, I guess we'll get into the the books then. And I'm pausing because I closed my tab with my uh, <laughs> my list of books on it. So just uh, I'm stalling for a few seconds while I get back to it. Here we go. Uh, all right. Let's talk about comics then. Oh, if we must. Right. Nightwing issue ninety two. Tom Taylor writing, Bruno Redondo on the art, um, continuing, quite frankly, one of the my favorite runs that I've ever read at this point. To be honest, um, it just keeps getting better. It it's yeah, it's, it's it's just progressing in such a natural way that makes sense. It's giving me feels. Uh, this issue opens with a flashback uh, to a night when you know Batgirl and Robin were out in Gotham. Batman was doing stuff as well. And there was a blackout, which which I feel there's there's a tie. Yeah, there's, there's probably a somewhere. Yeah, there's probably a timeline you can yeah, attach this to. Cool. But um, there's a guy being chased by a bunch of thugs. Robin wants to jump down. Batman says it's too many. You have to just hold back. And he's like, "No, I leap in. That's what I do." It's kind of a theme of the issue. And he he does so. He takes on a lot of them, but he's he's starting to get beat up. And Batgirl shows up in time again. They're all in classic suits here. Obviously, it's a flashback. Yeah. And she throws a batarang and saves him. And but the, the 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 important part of all this is Batman's pissed that Robin betrayed his what he said to do, mm-hmm. and he wants to yell at him for it. And Alfred, the hero that he is, stands his ground at the door and says, "You are not talking to him unless you only get in there to comfort him." And he better be nice. There's, there's two panels on this first page with Alfred here that yeah. I absolutely love. One is the first one. It's Batman just popping up from around the clock. It's just, it's just such a <laughs> like surreal, almost looking panel where he just popping his so, head out from around the clock. It looks quite comical. So we all love Redondo's style of mm-hmm. art, right? Uh, but what gets me on this is the colors. It's really flat colors. It's yeah. really flat, and it makes it makes Redondo's art look silver agey, which yeah. fits the story. And it's just the stuff with the color dots too working its way in it makes it feel like it's an older story and you know even though we're reading this brand new book and they did yeah, such a good job flat block colors very faded mm-hmm. it's very effective stuff and then Honestly, you know, the, the bottom it, panel of batman just towering over alfred yeah great it surprises me that there's not more miniseries that are done entirely in this style for the sake of like nostalgia 
Yeah, right? That would be... I mean, I would read them. It does surprise like me. Teen yeah. Titans kind of book. Yeah. You know? but, nah, for, for, yeah. For me, the winner of this page is just a close-up panel of uh, Alfred saying, take off the cowl, leave your disapproval at the door, and do not enter. With that stern look of, no, you're not getting past me. I don't care well, that you're Batman. <laughs> yeah, Alfred's playing his dad card, right? Like, this is like, I know you're upset at your son, but, like, come on. I, I raised you. And the, I and know it's good. The page turn is great because you turn the page and lo and behold, Batman's in the room with, with Dick and he's kills off. So Alfred mm-hmm. won. That's how it reveals that yep. Alfred won. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really neat. Um, anyway, he tries to, Batman tries to tell him <laughs> that he, you know, sometimes you can't protect everyone and Dick sort of defiantly says, I can try. And that you know, leads mm-hmm. us into the, the present day story. Dick and Babs walking the dog uh, through Haven. Uh, so their new their new community. Yeah, like, and it's not quite a community center, but it's like um, it's like, centerpiece. Yeah, it's like food stalls and stuff that's been paid for yeah. so that these people can eat and things like that. Uh, uh, let's point out the the Perez uh, yeah. tribute on this page. Uh, and he's just he looks as we remember him right in pictures, the line shirt, big bright smile. Yep. Uh, yep. And you know when they when they drew this up, they you know they knew he was sick, but he hadn't got yet. In fact, is that uh, Wolfman on the other side? I just and noticed it now. Yeah. yeah, I didn't notice that the first time I read but it. <laughs> it's also Marvin seen... George's pizza. Yeah, yeah. So we we've, we've seen that before in this run, the Marvin George's pizza. Um, so the fact that they have a food stall set up at Haven too is fun continuity. Yeah. And Dick's just waving over to him. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you know those you know, uh, it it made me feel real nice. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Uh, so Bruce is there, looking inconspicuous in his sunglasses. Uh, I do love the over-the-shoulder shot of uh, Batewing looking at Ace, like, "Oh, uh-huh. you want a square go? Is it? Is this right. it?" <laughs> I don't know that. I think uh, if, if Batewing's a lot like my rescue, she thinks every dog's her friend. Mm. So you know, yeah, she wants to be friends with Ace. So but I, again, I also like seeing that you know that Bruce brought out his dog to the community event, rocking the turtleneck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the day. Hey, uh, he's he's been taking fashion advice from Archie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh so yeah, they to talk a little bit about the, the statue of Alfred that Dick had put up and Bruce is like, he wouldn't approve of that. He's like, Yeah, but it's not for him, it's for us. Right. Uh, I, I hate how there's people on Twitter who are not reading this book clearly. Yeah. You know you know how there's a section of Twitter who just hates Tom Taylor? Yes. Yeah. Um we call them idiots. Furious at this page with this statue of Alfred because, like, why would Alfred have a statue? Why would that make any sense? So, As if this isn't set up in the Alfred Pennyworth Foundation. Like, yeah. Like, there's, there's context for this. Right. And even in, like, let, let, let's look at their argument, right? Um, everyone knows that Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are tied together and that, you know, through whatever, right? And that Alfred Pennyworth worked for Bruce Wayne. So, of, of course, if he worked for Bruce, he worked with Dick. Therefore, you know, wanting to memorialize him. It just, it even works if you know nothing, right? Like, yeah, that, that does not stop the morons on the No, I... But, but nothing ever does, let's be honest. Uh, no. Whatever. I, so, I do love that both dogs start growling at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's because Blockbuster's uh, there. And I love this kind of, because obviously we left Blockbuster off in this place where it's like, you're going to have to do this yourself. You're going to have to kill Dick yourself. So we know that he's like at this like fever pitch, but he's just coming down for the the casual. I'm going to look the my enemy in the eye and make with a small talk kind of kind of moment. 
one one of the best dialogue transitions that this, this book's had, yeah. Because Bab says Dick, and then the next panel is Blockbuster saying Grayson. Uh-huh. Mm. That's just fantastic. Um, Blockbuster is giving me dollar store kingpin vibes. Oh, 100%. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Am I going to be a, a heel here and say that Blockbuster's better than Kingpin? Yeah. yeah, yeah Look, I know we're on a DC contest, but <laughs> yeah. come on. No, if you say Lex Luthor's better than Kingpin, 100%. Oh, yeah, no, Lex Luthor's yeah, better. Yeah. He is better a than Kingpin. Flex, does the... Right, but I, I do... Uh, Dick Grayson and Blockbuster are very much in that mold, though, like, of Matt Murdock and... They are, but Blockbuster wishes he could be Kingpin. Right, and that's... And that's why I love him because he is dollar store and that he has a chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? And yeah. I like here that he's not like early in, in rebirth. We had that story about his brother and how he would, he's kind of Hulk like and would transform. Mm. I just like it that he's this big pink faced guy with a mullet, right? In a white suit. He's just this big hulky mass. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that that's it. Like, yeah, he's super strong and whatnot, but his power is more his influence. Mm. So, um, so he makes a bunch of thinly veiled threats. Bruce gets all father protective <laughs> and steps in front of Dick, which I kind of like. Uh, they've got a special guest coming. John comes down. He's he's a special guest for opening day, uh, and he's doing the meet and greet and all the rest of it. Um, I did love Bab saying to Blockbuster, "Do you want to go and ask him for a selfie?" <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a good chuckle for me. Um, of course, we see later on what Blockbuster's plan is. He's got a bunch of hooligans to go in and graffiti up the place and just yeah. kind of wreck it. Und- and under the direction of the police commissioner, so I'm sure that's going to be relevant later. Oh, of course. Presumably, yeah. they're all police officers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they've turned off all the cameras or spray painted all the cameras in the area so they can't see. But Babs has got cameras there just fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dick jumps down. Great two-page spread. Saying he leaps in, which ties it back nicely to the uh the, the flashback. I, w- I would like the version of this without the uh the one single um text box. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that it's pe- so probably already floating around out there. We we but. we talked about the flat colors in the flashback mm-hmm. and how opposite this is. Like, Do you know what I love about I love about it is like the the buildings close to the you know like the cameras right. it were right. uh, are lit by the streetlights so they've got this sort of orange glow to pinkiness to them but all uh-huh. the ones in the background are just blue from the night are sky blue. and it works with this gradient and everything's so vibrant and it just it's almost a relaxing picture to look at yeah it is and and I love that it, it's it's very clearly evoking the uh, the Dark Knight Returns pose. Right, you know the, that that mm. leap right. through, through the sky with the lightning, but it's but, like I say, it's tranquil and peaceful compared to the the a storm. The, the, it's not a storm, yeah. It's not thunder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and it just it's kind of that's why Dick works with Bruce, right? Is they they uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Balance. Complement each other. Yeah. In in that way. So yeah, and we get a fun sequence of coming down and beating up <laughs> the thugs, scaring them off. Um, taking off their masks so that the cameras can get a good look at them. Uh, Complete with 60s style onomatopoeia. Yeah. yeah. I, I do, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, and the book's done this a lot, but this, this thing where it breaks up the panels and you see sort of the, the zip line kind of like, sort of like mm-hmm. tension changing from panel to panel as he's swinging in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that. Uh, it's all good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, did anyone get a good look at what Bab's shirt says? Because I don't feel like any of the panels actually show it properly. No, I can't. I was wondering that too. It says I killed something, but I don't know what, it's, right. what it says she killed. <laughs> mm. 
What was a band so. called I Killed the Prom Queen? So maybe uh, that's what it is. Maybe I, I'm, I'm sure it definitely has OM underneath. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's a, a joke or maybe a reference to this band, but uh, you know whatever. Uh, the end of the issue though is that Blockbuster gets a visitor. Uh, he's not happy that Nightwing's intervened in the Haven sort of plans. And would you believe it? It's Heartless, who's taken out a bunch of his men, but says that he, you know, he's got a proposal for Blockbuster. So this is your classic part of the story where your scary villain and your more traditional mob boss villain might be teaming up in some well, form. After the previous issue, he needs someone to to kill Dick Grayson for him now. He does. Oh yeah, Blockbuster's got all the reason in the world to like, be like, yes, go and have yeah. him. So exactly. it makes sense. Um. It is interesting, uh, you know, Heartless coming to Blockbuster, though. Like, why does he... Does he feel like he needs help? Or is there something he feels he can gain from Blockbuster being involved with these plans now? That's a good question. Something He's to... proven that Blockbuster can't stop him. Yeah. So it's going to be in his... Uh, his... his oh, I can't talk today. Favor to, to work with Heartless. Uh, anyways, I Kill the Prom Crane is an Australian band. They're metalcore mm. from Adelaide, so I would I would guess that's the shirt she's wearing. It could be, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Which, okay, which is cool. So I wonder if that's Redondo working that in, or if Taylor had some, you know, maybe he's pals with them. Oh, so, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I love this issue. Honestly, like it, mm -hmm. it's not even like it's got some of the more showstoppy kind of segments that some other issues have had, but it's just <clears throat> it's playing off and everything so well. It's given us more of that that you know heart wrenching Alfred stuff <laughs> that 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 he can slip in there really easily. Uh, the art's gorgeous. The action sequence of just Dick jumping down from a building to take on a couple of regular thugs is pretty exquisite, and how it's laid out and the, the the sequencing of it there's very and all the stuff with blockbuster and his continued frustration and him like turning to more extreme measures to try and take out dick uh which will you know lead him to like accepting this proposal presumably from heartless is all just you know it's been building up so expertly i think that i i just say i did have some pacing issues with with this one in the same way that i've had with the occasional tom taylor issue you know here or there where it felt very dense in the front half and then really fast in the back half, and it felt really like it ended really abruptly because of that. It, it kind of felt a little bit uneven in the pacing of the issue overall. Even though I'd like all of the content, just the pacing of it felt a little bit off for me. Mm. Uh, but we can, uh, we can rate the yeah. issue. Uh, Matt, what would you like to give uh, Nightwing? 9.5, but that might just be because... Uh, <laughs> um, I read it while not feeling well. It made me feel a little bit better. That uh, one of my favorite writers is tackling one of my favorite characters, and every issue just is is near perfect. So, yeah, that that's an action comics at the same time right now is a, a bit of a couple of all timers. It's just it's quite special. Yeah. Carter, what are you giving this issue? Uh, yeah, no, I I like this still. I think it's a very good issue of Nightwing as expected. But as I did have those those pacing problems, so I'm gonna give it an eight, which I. It's still like you know, a very good book, but Jesus, nine point five makes me ma makes me look miserable after that. I mean, you are miserable. Well, you are. Oh, I am. <laughs> I, I don't usually look it quite that much. Why do you hate this issue of Nightwing, Connor? Come on. It's, yeah, I know. I, I feel like that's what it looks like. I do now. Like, like it's very good. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go with an eight point five, but I am going to slap it with a straight nine. Uh, uh, I felt nothing but joy 
reading this. Yeah. And, uh, yep, yeah, it was the highlight, comic highlight of the month for me is uh, Tom Taylor's Nightwing. So, yeah. that's cool. Well, that's, that's just because uh, PKJ's Bond book isn't out yet. <laughs> so now I have to look up uh, I Killed the Prom Queen, see if they're my kind of metalcore. Um, I'm last problem yeah. right now. Yeah, figure this out. Oh, bloody hell. All right. The Flash, 782, Jeremy Adams writing with Miranda Passarin on the art. Uh, so this is following up the Garter stuff from last mm. issue with Wally with, with Ace. And Ace. <laughs> <laughs> We're that there. Not the Bad Hound, the Flash, the Kid Flash. Yes, Kid uh, Flash Ace. Uh, I love their dynamic. They're, it's such, it's still Wally and Barry, right? But it's just tilted so much is that you know kid flash is bothered by wally but at the end of the day they're family um so, it, yeah, yeah it, it definitely smoothed out a lot more in this issue yeah. the last um mm-hmm. and meanwhile we've got stuff going on with uh with linda and the kids which is actually what we start off linda's using her newfound powers to uh write her book really fast uh-huh. um and it's all very, it's still a secret of no one knows about it yet she's keeping it to herself and she takes the kids out for ice cream uh Wally and Wallace deal with Gardner. They make him a big magnet, uh, which is a great panel, actually. The page of like the cars like smashing into him. Uh, it's like, okay, I love it. That was inventive because they're up to something, right? Uh, and it's it's them using the flash science stuff, which I do love. Yeah, it's, it's so. that panel of them like uh, Wally's got his his arm on Wallace's shoulder, and yep. he's just like, wait for it, and they're both smirking, and they're just waiting mm-hmm. for the magnet magnetism to kick in. And I was like, it's, okay, yeah. That's fine. It's it's you know this is a character that likes being the Flash. We've missed that, right, for for a while. That's why I think we love Wally, is like he loves being a superhero. So to that panel specifically, I, I really liked. Yeah, uh, and we go back to Linda and the kids, and they're playing around and they're using their powers. And Irie runs out into the street and almost is about to get hit by a car, and Linda speeds out to like move her. And then they're like, uh, Mom, it, you just use super speed. What, what's going on? And she's like, uh, okay, I guess we have to have a talk. Uh, the big plot thing of the issue, which, funnily enough, because we're switching to Dark Crisis stuff for the next three issues, yeah. uh, and there's a phone call at the end that sort of leads Wally on that path, uh, this is probably stuff we're going to deal with after that, but it is setting some intriguing stuff. And not that, you know, Warden Wolf being a prick and doing being up to shady things in Iron Heights is anything new necessarily. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but he but he's working with Lashina, who's a Fury mm. from from Apocalypse, and he so wants that, to he wants to run for mayor. I don't know if they've done that before. Wolf running for mayor. Yeah, I don't know that. So I'm wondering if this is inner gang type of stuff. Mm. You know, inner gang infiltrating Central or Keystone, whichever. Where's like Iron Heights is in Keystone, right? I think. I want to say Twin cities. Yeah. I'll, I want to say that it might technically, like, it's, it's probably officially in one of them, but I think because it's on its own right. little island off the coast, it might actually be yeah. equally close to both of them. I like, I like the idea that it's the exact midpoint between Central and Keystone. Oh, sure, yeah. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, so I thought that was her being there specifically, I think, is is telling. Um, so that, that's cool. Yeah, I I do love uh, Wallace comes up to the guards and says, "Hey, you need to open that door. We've got Gardner, but you're going to have to open the door because he's going to be coming in fast. Because uh, yeah. he had a plan, which was basically Wally's running with a big magnet on his back or a big yeah. bit of metal to like ho- like hold him magnetized to it. it it's a great it's really page. Well yeah, Adam Adams and the artists work really well with the pacing on that. 
uh, Wallace runs up to him and is like, yeah, you guys are going to want to open the door. And then just that reveal is real funny. Yeah. Honestly, the run has done nothing really, other than when it's been called away for a crossover or something. It's, it's, yeah. done, it's been doing a decent job of finding its groove, I think, you, where it's feeling more natural tell, each issue. Yeah, you can tell that Adams really likes writing these characters. There's a love in them. You know, whereas, you know, last issue, I was worried that, you know, Wally calling him Ace was out of, and it was like, well, no, it's, that's how Wally's trying to ingratiate himself to, to Wallace. And, you know, he's like this dorky uncle type. Um, and it just works. Like, you know, uh, and the stuff with the kids, I love at the end where, you know, Wally has to run away. And now Wallace knows that uh, Linda has powers. You know, How do you say that without uh, and avoid all the key details that make it make sense? <laughs> what do you mean? It's a gift. Uh, so yeah, like Linda wants to tell Wally uh-huh. about her powers, and then he gets yeah. a call and he rushes off, and then immediately right after, uh, one of the kids says something and that lets Wallace wait. Powers? What are you talking about? So yeah. yeah, so yeah, at the end of the issue, like Wallace finds out, but Wally hasn't because he's ran off right. too quickly. It's- it's very sitcommy, and I like it. Yeah, no, it's, it's just quite fun. But no, I, I love Wally racing in with this bit of metal on his back, so, so that mm-hmm. Gerder is like tethered to him via magnetism as they're running at super speed. is really funny, especially since he's like screaming and yelling about it the whole time, yeah. uh, and just makes him land in the uh, in the cell. Uh, of course, it's all very fishy though because uh, Wolf wants rid of them, doesn't want to talk to them beyond some niceties to begin with, and yeah. we hear that they've got some plans. Uh, Wally and Wallace, because Wally thinks that was suspicious, they're looking into stuff back at S, the, the Speed Lab, as he calls it, uh, to try and figure out what's going on. But it's all very nice. Uh, he's um, also got the Flashmobile. He's building a yeah, a which, car. which I do like. The Wallace is like, this is dumb. We run faster. He's like. But it's not about that. It's this is what I do to chill. Yeah, this is work on cars. This was was this something in Johnsy's run? I feel like this sounds familiar to me. Yeah, so I don't know if it was a flashmobile, but he was a mechanic at the police station. Yeah. So I don't quite remember the key details, but I do like that he's the lesson that he's trying to impart onto Wallace is you got to have your things outside of this. Like, this I is just, my thing that slows me down. I feel like I remember people cracking jokes about him needing a car because he's the Flash. Yeah. This is silly. I remember that yeah. being a thing at some point, so yeah. my mind's not me- letting me remember when no. it was. Because it's familiar to me too, but I don't remember where that was. Yeah. Uh, so he's got stealth suits though, so, he get, so him and Wally in black suits <laughs> sneak into Iron Heights because they want to uh, figure out what's going on. <laughs> I get that they're, they're going to Iron Heights and they have anti-Flash whatever. I just think cell suits when you can move faster than light. It's stupid, kind of, yeah. It's kind of silly, but... It, well, it's, in stu- it's stupid in an endearing way, though, because you sort of, like, kind of yeah. love Wally that he's, he did this because he just wants to have cell suits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it fits his character. It, it, it's uh, I feel like it's supposed to make you roll your eyes a little. Yeah. You know? It's still a little bit funny. But they find all Will's, like, you know, mayor campaign stuff, posters, yeah. t-shirts, all that sort of stuff, and they're like, shit, what's he up to? And they also find that Gerder, they've done something to him where he's like in a big ball of like me- metal, like uh, Tetsu yeah. the Iron Man. He's just like formed into a metal ball. Uh, yeah. So so they've done something to shut him up, uh, which is suspicious, but they get mm-hmm. detected, so they have to speed out uh, and run away. Uh, and then we get the final page where Wally gets the call from Detective Chimp, uh, and mm-hmm. it leads him off to Dark Crisis stuff to deal with Barry. 
so the main story is taking a break. I don't know, may- maybe he'll still do like some subplot stuff with the other characters during the tie-ins. I'm not sure. Uh, I almost wish he won't. Not because I don't want to catch up with them and I'll miss them for a few months, but because I think when you later on like want to just read those issues to be part yeah. of the event, or you just want to read The Flash and skip the crossover like tie-in issues... Mm-hmm. It would just be neater if they didn't have anything in them. It would just you know, I, I, this, this pauses now. We come back and you know, four yeah, issues. Yeah, unless the family get involved because you know that's what Flash is all about. Mm. That's the only way, and it'll feel like it's more part of the Dark Crisis than this storyline. Yeah. So. So, but yeah. it seems like all this Wolf stuff with the mayor campaign and whatever he's up to with the Fury, it does seem like a. Uh, that's going to be stuff to pick up after the Dark Crisis uh, issues, which is which is cool. It's a shame we have to wait a few months uh, for it, but uh, I enjoyed the issue, though. Oh, yeah. Me too. Quite so, we were talking so this is about the annual, and it's a Linda and Wally story. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Hang on my throat real quick. Um, and I have the sneaking suspicion that the reason that Linda suddenly has developed speed powers is she's got another baby cooking. Ah, yes, yes. And that, that Wally be in this bastion of family life and how his kids are the ones that, that brought him back. That them getting another kid. Did this, did this happen when she got pregnant before? I believe it did. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And, you know, I, I know people were drawing comparisons to uh, that, that many that I didn't read anyways, where there was a Linda from an alternate Earth that had powers mm. and that then maybe they're trying to do some multiverse I I think that's a little bit too far, but her, her being with a, a flash baby, I, I think being tapped into the speed force that way and who Wally's been since he's been back as his family man. And remember he was going to, he was going to retire from flash work until Barry, you know, challenged him to that race and whatnot. I suppose it, it works out in the sense that if we do have this new Flash baby come, yeah. that the other kids can become teenagers and become like Titans and Young Justice right. sort of level characters, and the baby can then be the the young cute one who has a couple of power. Right, like, and and again, hijinks. it feels very sitcommy, right? Like them bringing in the baby type character, and you know. But I feel again with Flash, it's always been about family. So the bigger the family gets, you know, the the more it feels like Flash. So, Are you talking about Flash or Fast and Furious? Yeah, well, <laughs> has there not been a Wally West like character? In- <laughs> hey, Vin well, Diesel, if you're listening. Well, Fast and the yeah. Furious has fallen apart because the director's leaving because Vin Diesel's too much of a prick, apparently. So, still, we'll never forget. Allegedly, yes. yes. Yeah, Allegedly, Rock, of course. The Rock telling him if he really wants to go, I have uh, go muscles, you have show muscles. So, you know. But yeah, so. I just uh just a thought when I got to the solicits and I saw that the annual seems to be really focused on Linda mm. and and Wally's relationship. I figure that was almost a tell, but I've been wrong, way wrong before. What's that. what's nice about yeah. that is that the annual gets to like go back to some of the main story whilst the, the tie-in issues are still going on. So we actually kinda get a regular flash yeah. issue with the annual in August, right. which is nice. You right. say that, but the annual will be at the end of that month, which is after the three issues of the tie-in anyway. So, oh, fine, shit all over it, whatever. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry you were wrong. It's not, well, okay, it comes back a little earlier then, all right? Yeah. What, do you, what do you want? Uh, yeah, I just saw someone commented on YouTube, uh, basically listing, like, my team of, like, arch nemesis. Am I on it? 
No. Uh, Rob Zombie, Zack Snyder, Tim Burton, Paul W.S. Anderson, Michael Bay, and Eli Roth. Yeah, that is a that that is that is a nightmare waiting to happen. I, feel like... I, I thought I deserve a spot on that list. Hey, whoever did this one, do one for me. <laughs> and make sure Pete's on it. What? <laughs> I feel like I could guess the people who'd end up on my list that people yeah. would put on there. Mm. I don't know about Matt's off the top of my head. Just, just the concept of Red Hood on yours? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It'd be that. It'd be, it'd be like that Bendis and... Yeah. Hickman. Hickman. Hickman could be on mine, to be honest. <laughs> Hickman deserves to be on everyone's. I do, I do feel like the, the one person that doesn't belong on Pete's list is, is Burton. I know he doesn't like him, but... I don't know. He just feels... I get every other one being on his list. Not that one, though. It's more apathy towards Burton than, yeah, than the others, right. which is disdain. Right. Mm. So. Very good analysis. All right, Matt, what are you giving The Flash? I'm giving The Flash a, a eight. Uh... You know what? Yeah, it's it's actually kind of inching up. You know, it's it's been typically been like a seven seven point five for me uh, most of this run, but it is kind of inching up a little bit. Uh, so I'm not going to go eight quite yet, but I'll say it's getting very close to like kind of scratching that for me. Uh, I'll say seven point five though on this one. Uh, but I'm, I'm digging what they're doing, digging the characteristics and all the stuff. So good, good, good. All right. Batman Superman World's Finest issue three. Mark Wade writing with Dan Mora on the art. Uh, so, we left, you know, various characters in different places at the end of issue two. Uh-huh. Superman and Batman are with Billy Batson, uh, dealing with, uh... In hell? Uh, well, allegedly hell. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they're dealing with that. Uh, Robin and Supergirl went into the past to try and find out more about how they defeated... Uh-huh. Uh, I always the forget that. Neza. Neza, yeah. Neza. Yeah. Uh, so you got that going on. And then Doom Patrol are off to uh, seek some, qu- you know, get some questions answered about everything going on as well. So, we, we have these three sort of plot threads going, uh, still in this issue, uh, which is neat. Um, and we get, so we get a nice variety of characters. Uh, it still has that kind of sense of humour, there's a lot of like little jabs from Superman to Batman uh, about, you know, various things, uh, which is quite nice. Uh, the issue starts with Superman, like, not really doing anything while they're surrounded by hell, and Batman's, like, screaming at him, what are you doing? And what he's actually doing is listening for the real heartbeat so that he knows where uh-huh. the, the villain is and is able to then, you know, basically stop it right there and then. Uh, I I do love the close-up on him going, like, shh, to Batman. Yeah. I, <laughs> more I more pacing it. on these things is excellent. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. Um, so... Yeah, so De- the Devil Nez is like going after various people. Obviously, that leads to the cliffhanger at the end of the issue as well. But the idea that uh, he's building alliances or controlling people and giving them upgrades, because you know when we see uh, later on, Superman and Batman end up fighting. They, they go to Central City to get to Barry. They go mm-hmm. talk to the Flash, and like the like Mirror Master's got an upgrade. He's got like, this red mirror that's sort of flying around and and doing various yeah. things. Um. Uh, so and Doctor Alchemy's up doing stuff as well. So uh, they've, they've both got upgrades, uh, and then obviously the end of the issue, the big cliffhanger, is that uh, Alfred, like you know, he's standing behind Alfred, mm-hmm. and it's all kind of like, oh, like he's he's in Alfred's head right now. Yeah, because Bruce calls in for some backup, like information from Alfred, and Alfred's like, oh, there's nothing, you know. And then you see the basically the devil on his shoulder behind him. Yeah, everything's a okay. Yeah. 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 So, um. 
I will I will say that uh, Wonder Woman, Jesus, I'm out of it today, guys. Supergirl and Robin going to the past to basically find the Planeteers. I that that made me laugh. Oh yeah, when they when they said that like there's four of them and like one has the yeah. power of fire, one has the power of water, yeah. one has the power of wind, yeah, <laughs> one has the power of earth. They're, yeah. they're all of these elemental, and I was just like, oh, there's missing heart. You know, they're, they're missing um, Lilu, Lilu multipass. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was real funny, but I do like that Robin gets their trust by taking off his mask. You know, and I was like, it makes such a big the- difference, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, uh, and that the the Earth guy. Managed to put Supergirl down, so we know he's like super strong. So the fact that it took the efforts of all four of them to finally seal Neza in, in the tomb, you know, we saw what he did to Supergirl. That like yeah. we're dealing with an ultra powerful enemy, which I I did like that. Yeah, there's some fighting for a bit, but they're able to calm them down eventually and be like, okay, yeah. like we're here for information. So, you know, so. Uh, and you got the Doom Patrol going to see Methuselah and being surprised to find that he's old and senile. And oh, so well, I mean, he's always old. That's kind of the whole. Well, true. Yeah, that's but General Immortus, right? That's yeah, but then, but now moment. now he can't remember anything. He's scared. He's like not a threat anymore. Um, so there's some humor here with this. You know, I I love seeing the Doom Patrol in this book because I love how sort of pulpy and fun it is. And uh, when a negative man kind of like scares them with the because he's, he's not really answering their questions but then he, he makes the symbol of neza and it scares the shit out of him uh and starts talking about the, the tomb and the, the island of Cartel maltese um so you know they're, they're sort of in, you know getting piecing the mystery together and the art here throughout is, is just gorgeous i, I love the yes. designs and a lot of these characters that that more is working with yeah it's still the big draw for me because the, the the writing it's the story it's fine you know I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about Devil Measure it's like whatever it it just kind of feels like yeah yeah it'll, it'll do it's it's a plot right but the art is fantastic well, well I, I like and, it more than you do so I'm not going to agree with that but sure yeah no but I I get where he's coming from just because the the way that Wade like we know what Wade's capable of. And it feels like he's writing in a very specific style. It's a very intentionally pulpy story, but yeah. the reason why it's working for me is not so much the villain necessarily. It's more the characters and how their all their interactions mm. are. You know, I think it, it it makes a lot of sense to me that everyone's at least in a pair, mm. if not in a group, in all these yeah. stories because all it's all they're bouncing off of each other that's really making it sing. Um, you know, like just the little jazz between Supergirl and Robin, the little jazz between Superman and Batman, the 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 Doom Patrol dialogue with each other that that's what's making it really sing on top of the, the the great art and all that stuff working, uh so, like you know I, I I'm digging all that uh, I also love how you know this has been a running joke obviously in in uh in Nightwing with the with Wally they like how do you, what's the honourable way to be carried by the Flash mm-hmm. when he's running you somewhere. I love that Batman's like honorable way to be carried by Superman is to like be held by the shoulders and just stand upright. Is it you know? Yep. He doesn't want to be carried like he's like he's a baby or piggyback. Yeah. He just wants to. Yeah, it helps that he's got one the strength to do it and two the flight, so he's not, so he can, you know, hold him dangling down yes. as he's like flying. Whereas with yeah. the flashes, not really an option to hold them underneath the visit. I just I love that this is this is like the the, the method. This is how you wanted to be held <laughs> for this flight. Yeah. It just yeah, cracked me up. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, and surprise, surprise, Dan Moore's Flash also looks really good. Dan Moore's yeah. everything looks really good. Yeah, right. Yeah, but like again, from reading what's in, 
future. He really, really nails like the mystical kind of stuff. So when they go back to, to 1579 China, all of those characters feel like they're ripped right out of Once in Future, you know, like with the, the weapons and I, I want to see Dan Mora on an Avatar book. Oh, what did you just say that as, as in, Yeah, the Navi! The Navi! Yeah. Pandora! Not, not, there you go. Not I should have said Last Airbender. I know. I should have done, but I, that was my bad. I, I, I'm sorry for my brain thinking of the superior avatar first. Well, the, the dumb catch, cartoon kids show? Yeah, that one? See, the internet will fight you on this. I'm sorry. You will lose yeah. this one. I don't care. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll take yeah, that on that one. It's fine. Jumping up the movie. Um, I, I I will continue to enjoy The Avatar by James Cameron. Thank you very much. You can. But that doesn't make it better than Avatar The Last Airbender. Anyway. No, uh, being um, better makes it better than Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, Have you seen both? <laughs> I don't need to. I can sense it. My, my original point was it just, like, more strengths are really in that mystical kind of stuff. But then you see him draw Superman, throw a battering, and you're just like, this is great. Like... You know, more can do it all. And this book is really, you know, they'd always said that the story for Hush was built around what characters Jim Lee wanted to draw. And I don't think that's necessarily true here, but it's almost like Mark Wade going, all right, who can I give more to draw next? Yeah. All right, how about, yeah, well, how about General Mortis? Of course. How about Felix yeah, Green Lantern shows up, of course, yep. by the end. Uh, but the twist is, and this is right before the Alpha reveal, is yep. that uh, Green Lantern's working for, for Neza and traps him in a green cage and that's when batman calls alpha to say is there anything you know wrong but we just see right. like you know it's like almost literally the devil like over his shoulder he's actually got his hand on alfred's shoulder as yep. alfred says no everything's as it should be so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh not, not a good couple months for hal jordan uh, <laughs> uh so no it, it's you know, it putting batman and superman uh i mean they're not completely alone and that doom patrol and supergirl and robin are also doing stuff but uh, they're separated right now from them, so it's going to make Batman and Superman feel like they're on their own next issue, presumably, yeah. and give them, you know, uh, some stacked mm -hmm. decks to, to fight against, which should be yeah. fun. So, yeah. Uh, I'm having a delightful time with this book. No, I mean, it's it's perfectly fun. I'm just not in love with that, I don't think, to the same degree that, that you are. Per uh, perfectly delightful time. Uh, Matt, what are you giving World's Finest? I'm going to go with an eight. Carter? I'll give it a... I'll give it a 7.5. I'll bump up a little bit than the I think I was initially thinking, just because more is art. Yeah, I, I'm happy to give this an 8.5. Uh, I'm having a, a delightful time uh, with... I think Mark Wade's dialogue's just good. And the, the, the only critique I've really had throughout the book so far is some of the weird powers that he's added mm -hmm. on to, like, some characters, which I know he may an issue to. But, hey, uh, there you go. Uh, that is World's Finest Issue 3. Batman the Night, issue 5, Chip Zarsky writing with Carmine D. Giudominico on the art. Uh, Bruce's next, like, uh, teacher, if you will. Mm -hmm. But he's got this character with him, Anton, who is yep. clearly going to be villainous <laughs> by the time this is all said and done. It's, it's interesting seeing this because, obviously, this isn't continuity, but we, we were thinking maybe with Zdarsky taking over, mm. he's yeah. going to weave some of these threads in. I'm like, is this sort of his kind of take on Ghostmaker in some regards? Mm. I I feel that very much just because of Anton. Um, also, this is different than the guy that, because the last time we saw, right, they were leaving the mountains from the Sensei. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? Anton's different than that character, right? No, I thought it was no. the same guy. No, that's the same, same guy. guy. Okay. 
Because yeah. I felt like I missed a page, right? Just because of where this picks up at, right? They're in the, the jail. No, no, it just it throws it at the so, deep yeah. end, and then we sort of get the context that they have been yeah. arrested. And so I couldn't, I couldn't quite remember if Anton was the same guy. He is, uh, yeah. From, yeah, from the monastery or not. So, yeah, it starts off with them. They've been arrested because they were snooping on a KGB uh, operative, but then it turns out to all be a ruse because, like, eventually this general takes his mask off, and it's the woman that they were looking for from Descartes' <laughs> list. Mission uh, Impossible. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, mm. Bruce does incorporate disguises, so it makes sense that one of his teachers would be kind of leaning into that, and a lot of what she's teaching them. It's not just that, there's, there's more to it, but... Uh, we've, we've seen him wear these masks yeah. like this before. So mm-hmm. it really sets up this idea, but also the idea of, like, and it's kind of a running joke, this issue, that he's really bad at being the playboy and, like, you know, charming people, which is something that we know he can do as Bruce eventually. So yeah. it's, it's sort of playing with our expectations there a little bit. But okay. Anton's great at it. He's, he's yeah. you know, sailing well, his way through this. Telling people what they want to hear, and Bruce really isn't about that, right? Because Bruce has a singular mission right now, and it's to be the best. Yeah, um, I think because you know, so much of this, uh, she keeps talking about uh, being someone else, and that's what the masks let you be, and what, you know, doing all this does. And I think, you know, part of the reason why it's not jiving with Bruce so much is because... Uh, you know, we bring us up a lot with Batman is that Batman is who he is. You know, mm-hmm. like this is like what he is and yeah. he doesn't need I to be someone else. Bruce. You know, Which makes it sound like he's a caveman, but cave Bruce. Bruce in the cave without the cowl on, but still wearing the bat suit. Yeah. Is... Oh, that's the other thing. She says she's got a cave and she says, are you the place where you can be yourself kind of thing. So it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's poking at the, the bat cave a bit, you obviously. So, so like when, when he's around Alfred, you know, talking at the bat computer with the cowl off, I feel like that's the most honest Bruce slash Batman. It is, um, yeah. But right, but it also goes to like in Batman Beyond where, you know, the, the whole mind control episode, he goes, how'd you know? He's like, well, because I don't call myself Bruce in my head. You know, yeah. it's also that, that kind of stuff that plays in with that. But I, I like that this issue playing with. Yeah, we get a series of like kind of tests that she puts them through and she make, kind of makes them compete against each other where... They're trying to charm people in a club, or they're trying to get someone out of a uh, jail that's been arrested, some tourists. Uh, and interestingly, the solution to that one that Anton still kind of wins is to bribe them. And Bruce doesn't <laughs> love that, but it's the idea that, hey, money's a useful tool, and you've got a lot right. of it, so maybe use it. <laughs> yeah, I just love He's like, you cheated. He's like, no, they never said we couldn't do it. I played the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, ah, oh, man. So, so Bruce is learning the hard way. It's, it's it's so much of it. If nothing else, I'd say the lessons here are about reading people, because part of that's just reading what yep. what this person is going to respond to, and that's something that he needs huh. to understand and know. And, 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 and he has to be willing to act outside the the strict confines the of the law. Yeah, because like, yeah, bribery is illegal, but just being a vigilante is right. So he's yeah. got to like right. learn to accept kind of some of those elements that yes, he is going to have to do some things for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And he, he tries at this you know, fancy ball to charm this woman, but her husband shows up. He's failed. Anton's going to get this book that they're after. Mm. And, uh, you know, Bruce basically says, well, I can fight. I've been trained in other things, so I'll fight my way in and get it that way. Anton's already got the book, though. Uh, but the little twist ending, of course, after the little action sequence is that he's actually swiped it from Anton and says, no, I win. But he doesn't give it to uh, the, the teacher here. He throws it in the water and says, nah, this is all shady this book no one gets this yep. uh so it's kind of like you know his moral center is still sort of shining through whilst yeah. he's learned how to do these various yeah. other things like okay well, i agreed to do some shady stuff to get this because it was important and I, i'm going to have to be able to do it 
but I'm not going to give this to you who does criminal stuff. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of, the very last panel here where she's like, oh, I think, you know, I think you're ready for the masks and there's the giant shadow of the bat logo into the, the river. Yeah, it's red. Yeah. So it's like really it's so good. glaring. I, I really, I really felt like this was going to be, because just off of the cover, he looks like Matches Malone. So well, I, that's, I the, really that's his main disguise, right? The, we, we're yeah, talking that's... about him donning a disguise. Matches Malone's the main one that right. comes up all the time. Right, which is one of my favorite things in, in that four is matches Malone. That he he may not have on shades. Quite gotten that identity this time, but no, this but is this where is he learns the idea yeah. of matches. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. we can trace like some of these different people that he's worked with. We can sort of trace some of the specific lessons that he's yep. been learning from each of them that all feed into skills that he has as Batman, which is nice. Right. Yeah. Sure. As we keep saying, these are his armor. This is what, you know, the skills that he's going to take into the cowl. Yeah. To be, fully become Batman. But I even like, like, the whole seduction thing kind of works on Anton because the, the way that Gio Domenico draws that, it's very intimate, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, plays it like there's the potential yeah. for a relationship between the two of them. Right. And Bruce uses that to, to get the book, you know, uh, which, again, that, that, that whole part is told through the art, which I really, really like. It's, so, it's almost a little ironic that the first person he successfully does it with is him. Like, he, it's, yeah. it's the one you don't expect it with, because not only, uh, do we, you know, typically is Bruce Wayne not someone who, like, has same-sex relationships, but also because right. this is the guy that's also training to do this, so he should be able to spot it. But Bruce right. is able to trick him with it. So it's, it's, it's yeah, a subversion, it's, I think, at the end. And it's something that'll set up later down the line that maybe there's, that, that Anton has a little bit of a blind spot for Bruce. Mm, that, right? That'll be how he, you know, he's exploited when when he inevitably turns bad, right? Right. That's how yeah. Bruce will stop him. Well, I think, I feel like this is more, he already is, because we saw what he did in the last issue, sending the, the, the goons after them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, the temple, but yeah. And I just like the, the, the continuity from book to book with this is someone else that was on Ducard's list of people the the KGB or ex-KGB um so I do like that they're they're using the whole idea of Ducard's list and who else is on that list you know yeah Um, it's also interesting to think about the context of like all these lessons uh like how this plays on Bruce when he's then training other Robins in the future. Yeah. Like, which lessons does he think is important to impart in them compared to how he was taught by these people? So there's, there's, you know, there's yeah. some interesting things to compare. He with. also, yeah, because he uses that heart stop technique, you know, that makes someone feel like they're having a heart attack that mm. he learned from the sensei that, you know, kind of rides that line. So, you know, definitely he's not teaching that to any of the Robins, you know, down, down the line. So. Yeah. Uh, so cool. All right, Matt, what are you giving Batman the Night issue five? Uh, I'm gonna give this one a seven point five. Yeah, okay, Connor. Um, I think I'll just edge it to maybe maybe just about an eight. I think I I think I enjoyed what this book's doing. Uh, just it's kind of the eight's a little bit cumulative with the series. Like you know, we're halfway through. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm kind of into just the vibe overall now as well as just what this is doing. But yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. I agree with that last part, and I think I like the book overall more the more it kind of is assembling, because I'm seeing the shape of the whole starting to form, uh, yeah. which is cool. Um, I, w- I will say that some of the issues in this one, I'll include in this, uh, and I, I think it does have a few extra pages, I think it's a little bit longer, but it, it, you know, it feels, I feel mm-hmm. the length a little bit, and I think part of it is that, you know, she puts them through a few tests in this issue, I almost do think you could have taken one of them out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know maybe the first one or something 
and simplified it a bit, uh, just well, to streamline it, it but... Because, yeah, because the first lesson is how how they don't break, right? Like, they're getting the crap just kicked out of them constantly by these Russian police officers. Oh, I'm not counting that. Hurt. I'm thinking just, like, no, the lessons. No, 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 right? Yeah, she gives so them... So we get that one, and then we get the actual lessons, right, throughout. So it felt very, not formulaic, but... Yeah. Like, like you said, there could have been one less. Yeah. To really kind of understand the stakes. It definitely is slightly longer. I think it's like 28 pages yeah. of story as yeah. opposed to the usual 20. Right. So, and I've but not yeah. felt it in all of them. I think the one with the uh, the serial killer, I actually I thought that one flew in. But some of the other ones, have, I've felt yeah. the length a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a minor quibble, really. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, there is there. Uh, so I'll, I'll probably agree with Matt 7.5. Uh, and, and score, but I, I do kind of agree that the shape of the whole forming makes me like the whole thing a bit more than it maybe I did when I first read the first couple. So, uh, cool. Alright. Shadow Warzone issue one. This is a, a one-shot anthology of stories tying into Shadow War. Um, mm-hmm. With yeah, Obviously, we'll talk about the various teams and whatnot as we go through them. Uh, so... The first story is pretty decent, and then the rest of it I did not need to read. It was crap. I uh, I, didn't... I I didn't finish it. Okay. I, I, I think read I finished. The first story. You, I you're was... saying it's decent. It's fine. Well, I, I yeah. mean, I like I like Dana. I like the interaction with her and Babs. I like the idea of her getting involved in Shadow War. Uh, the art's like pretty good. Story, you know, like yeah, it's a half story, but it's the only it's the only honestly it's the only one that feel like it was even that relevant. Because okay, if Dana's going to show up and get involved. Yeah. Uh, although there is a weird editor's note at the start that says this takes place before Shadow War Omega, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's not out yet. Of course, it takes place before. You don't have to tell me that. Right. that, that, that well, I got confused. And I, <laughs> I thought it was Alpha. Well, okay, so I read this on Wednesday, which is when I started to feel not so great. Yeah. So I know I read the first story, and I know I read the second. I don't remember a lot jo- after jo- that. Joe, jo- so, but... so, this is stupid, though. This is like issue four of Batman comes out, and it says, "By the way, this takes place before issue right. five. That's what effectively so... this editor's note is. <laughs> As I'm reading this, I read that as Shadow War Alpha, which we have right now. I was like, wait. That wouldn't make any line, sense, then. Yeah, the, the story, this doesn't make sense. The very next panel. Again, it's like, no, Omega's out. Yeah. out Why did they tell us this? Yeah, the very next panel is Bab saying uh, Razal Gul is dead. I'm like, well, it's after Alpha then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's a weird editor's that just made it conf- more confusing it than it needed to be. Uh, oh, yeah. Freaking. Clown Hunter. So, yeah. That's why I put it out of my brain. But this is Otto Schmidt uh, doing the art with Williamson yeah. writing. And the fact that Williamson's writing this story and not the rest inherently makes it the more relevant one yeah. to everything. And yeah. Who would have guessed Otto Schmidt drawing a primarily canary? Story? Oh, it looks great. And, yeah. and like, the, the, the thing when I say this story is fine is because it hasn't got much to it. It's like a handful of pages. There's no real resolution. There's no... It's like, oh, yeah, to be continued in... Oh. Whichever issue uh, it's yeah, I'm, say, I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm saying it feels relevant and it's going to be followed up on later. And I like seeing Schmidt draw, draw uh, Dana again. But, like, yeah. um, you know, it, it's a face scene with her and, uh, what's her face? Angel, Angel I always forget her name. I, but I love, I do love that it hints that Dana does have this dark past where she trained Angel, Angel Breaker mm. at a certain point. And that, you know, Dinah's not the squeaky clean Is the superhero. Team 7 stuff? Still continuity. I'm. I don't think it is, but I think a version of it. I think mm. Williamson's gonna pull from because her history with Slade, her ex-husband, now this training with Angel Breaker. 
I do feel like something along the teams haven't lied. Do, do you know what I all? wish? I wish this first story, the, the 10, 12 pages of it, I wish this was just added on to Alpha, charge an extra dollar for that, yeah. have it there. Do you know what, you, do you know what would have been better? Mm -hmm. I thought this is a backup instead of that Joker slave Play, thing that we had in yeah. Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Even better. Uh, because this 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 looked great. I, I am happy to see Dana's inclusion in this. The rest of the stories in this, I, I hated to varying degrees and thought they were a chore to read. Connor tapped out. I, I put the effort out because I believe in the show. I, I, I'm I, here. I read I read the second story. <laughs> I read all of the second one. And I don't I, I don't think really I hated it quite as much as Pete did. No. I just thought I, it was fine. It was just and, worthless. But, like they didn't yeah, do anything. And, and I got to the end of it, I was like, right, okay, I understand what this book is now. I got two pages into the next one. I was like, oh, it's Ghostmaker. Screw this. I'm out. The Ghostmaker story is probably the best out of the rest of them, but it's obviously it's called Ghostmaker, so yeah. Uh I, I just like because the second story, which is uh, Nadia Shamish writing with Sweeney Boo on art. So right away, the art gave me whiplash because you turn the page and it's this like neon green and purple like cartoon. I like the art though. Like I yeah, still... the art's the strongest point of that story, I think. I, I'm I'm a little mixed on it. Uh, I think it may fit certain stories. All right, I don't know if it necessarily fits what I think of as Razal Ghul and Talia, uh, I... but. I, I like I, it here in the context of a young Talia story, and it's her finding a place. I think the art works for that. Right, but I feel like uh, I, there's a lot of characters that I don't need to see the young version of, and Talia is one of them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's it's nice that this art comes out, and it, it does give it that softness of, of a young Talia, but I just, I don't know what we're supposed to glean from this. About the character. I mean, there's, there's nothing here. She, 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 you know, she yeah. gets hurt, like proven to, to try to prove that she can dive off a cliff to her friend, and then she sneaks out and goes to Lazarus Island and meets her grandmother for the first time. I mean, I mean, the grandmother right. I'm sorry is a baby, but that doesn't count. Uh, right. And she's like, cool. "No, I need to send you back to your father." Uh, but makes it, but basically tells her that when she was a baby, she had to be put in a Lazarus pit. And when she looks in the Lazarus pit at the end, she sees a reflection of a demon, and it's like, yes, we're all part of the demon. This is our bloodlines tied to the demon, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. The thing it. that gets at me about this, though, is that they set up this friendship, right? With Amal. Yes. And then, like, she just gets dismissed off screen. And that and those first just fine couple of pages were the strongest part of this. So that yeah. relationship, kind of forming so, that. And I feel like that's the sort of thing. It should have been the through line of what this story right, was not, supposed not to be. Right, not the mother Lazarus BS. Like, I don't care about that. I care about Talia and her relationships, and that tends to be her downfall, right? Like, yeah. it's her relationship with Bruce, like, continually trying to be like, no, you can trust me. And then, it's like, yeah, oh, no, I'm it was so a weird Malgul. turn because all the stuff with her talking to her friend Amal up in the cliff, I yeah. thought, oh, this is what the story is about. It's their relationship. So, we're going to get some tragic ending to it by the end of yeah. the story. And then it just pivoted to her running away and going to Lazarus Island. And I'm like, what is the rest yeah, of this? The whole yeah. idea of Talia being forced to bear witness to her dad coming back, and it almost gives this, you know, like, she understands the cost of the pit, which is why she tends not to use them, right? There's, I like that there seems to be an undercurrent of that. But then I mean, we just get mm -hmm. caught up in the, the Mother Lazarus stuff, and I just, like, okay, but why? See, see if it focused on the idea that she thinks that she doesn't have to be like her father, that she's not, like, tied to this demon shit, and then you reveal at the end that he intentionally put her in a Lazarus pit as a kid, as a baby, to tie her to this without her right. choice, right, without her consent. 
that could read as a dark ending that's like, no, you're mm-hmm. you're destined to be Talia Al Ghul, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then but, too. but that wasn't the focus of the, the story up until that point, no. though. <clears throat> yeah, she she has some like conflict with her father, but it's not because she's like, oh, I don't want to be a part of this, or I don't want to be part of the demon, or any of that shit. It was it wasn't that. So, yeah, but I got nothing out of it. I just I was like, and then of course, yeah, you get a Ghostmaker story. This is uh Ed Brisson with Mike Borden, uh. And it's basically them protecting one of Deathstroke Inc.'s, uh, was it Black Spider? What is his name? And they take him to one of Ghostmaker's safe house, and Clown Hunter's being trained to fight the ninjas, so he lets Clown Hunter do all the fighting. Uh, And that's basically what it is. Um, You know, he fights five of the six ninjas, Ghostmaker intervenes because the sixth one's going to get him from behind. But he's like, hey, five out of six ain't bad for such an early part of your career, but there's room for improvement. And he goes off to fight elsewhere, and he leaves him to look after Black Spider, and that's the story. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It is perfectly inoffensive. Uh, Sounds like it's pretty much how I felt about the first one. Then, where it's fine, just just like yeah, I, it's just there. Yeah. Can I say that how much I I hate the concept of a bat bat still? <laughs> I hate that it's called that. Yeah, you know, it, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, though, I was still annoyed at the end of it, because I'm like, wait a minute, there's only one story left, so at this point, this one shot is feeling pretty superfluous, uh, and... This is, this is typical tie-in bollocks that you should skip and save yes. your money on. Yeah. Yes, there's nothing about this that's essential. Nothing at all. And I'm pretty sure even when Dana does show up in the Omega issue or wherever There'll it be is... There'll an editor's note and you'll be fine. Yeah, it's not going to be that confusing. Uh, so, there you go. And then we have a Harley story, uh, which, because of the colouring, I didn't even realise it was Harley until they mentioned her name in the next panel. <laughs> uh, I know the little diamonds are on her shoulder, which is kind of a giveaway, but like, yeah. she looks like she's got purple hair, so I just kind of, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a flashback to when she was kind of loosely affiliated with Deathstroke and a team, uh, which is why she's been hunted in the, the present day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tenuous link at best, as she points out, but it's just an excuse for a Harley story, which is Stephanie Phillips writing, uh, mm-hmm. with art by Anne Molina. So luckily, it's not uh, Rosmo also for this. I shot. would have, I would have thrown my book across the. Uh, that's when, that's when Matt would have tapped out. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's funny that Cora didn't get to the Harley story yeah. when he's the one who's been reading yeah. Harley. <laughs> yeah, but also I forgot this was in here. I forgot Ghostmaker was was in this one. We're, we're in here. Um, so yeah, so that, that's fine. I have no regrets. Uh, I, I will say, though, that Stephanie Phillips does bring a, a, a comedic thing to Harley, which they should have, where she wants to bring in a monkey ambassador, and Algrod says, <laughs> it's like, I find this offensive. Yeah. So that made me chuckle. Yeah, she's so. basically just been chased by ninjas. She runs into an arcade. Yeah. She does a, There's a fight scene. And I'm not going to lie, there's a certain point where I stopped reading her dialogue and just read the narration, which was the more important part, because it's like, you know, there's people talking about Harley and potentially, that, like, recruiting her for whatever they're doing. And at the end, it's like Fox, they've been watching her on the security cameras. So so you didn't read where where she's in the arcade, um, and it's the... Killed my father, prepared to one, die. I'm just skimming through it. Yeah. They're all movie quotes, and I don't understand why they're there. Is that something she does in the book? Yes. This is what, um, I think it was, I can't remember what movie car it was. It was like three issues ago where it was, okay. it was like, um, I can't remember what movie car it was, but it was like three pages on how okay. cool this movie car is and 
Like, you, like why are we doing this? Uh, yeah, that page is quite cringeworthy, to be honest. Now I'm looking at it. Because, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of that. You killed my father, prepared to die, just when I thought there was... A, okay, so I know those ones. Just when I thought I was out, you pulled me back in. I have two guns, one for each of you. And then I thought of Pete when I read this one. Game that's over. it, man. Game yeah. over, man. Mrs. At least that, that makes sense in an arcade as well. Yeah. Right. There you go, Mrs. Robinson tried to seduce <laughs> me, and there's no crying in baseball. Right. Yeah. So, like, I was just reading this, I was like, okay, Stephanie Phillips, I get it. Like, Arlie is kind of this... She breaks the fourth wall a lot, but... Why talking in movie quotes? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, <sighs> Philip's version of Harley seems to love movies and yeah, yeah. doing movie references. It, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it either. Actually, to be honest. Look, I, I'm not. I don't pay into our Patreon, but if we could get Harley and Pete talking movies, <laughs> that I would pay good money for that. Wait, how, how does that happen? How do I talk to a fictional character? I we will find know. a way. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, honestly, this Shadow Warzone one-shot, I would say skip it like the plague, honestly. Uh, it's... Save you money. It's, it's, you know, the first story is decent enough, and if, like, it was four stories of a similar quality, I'd be like, eh, it's an okay tie-in for what it is. But it's that's the highlight, and then it it plummets. <laughs> it plummets after that. Yeah. Uh, I did not like the rest of it at all, so... Oh, shoot, I should have known this. I have two guns, one for each of you from Tombstone. Uh, that's Doc Holiday. I have I today. have seen that movie. Uh, I found it. It's got a great cast, but I found it pretty forgettable. Yeah. So, gotcha. Have, have I told you my favorite game to play with my wife lately? Uh, it's, Doctor. It's, no, no. Um, <laughs> the, it, oh, the honeymoon phase is over now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's finding a Kurt Russell movie. Asking her if she wants to watch it, and when she says no, because she always says no, asking her why she hates Kurt Russell. And now it doesn't matter what movie I ask, she will have to get under her phone to see if Kurt Russell's in it. Uh, which which led me to find out that Kurt Russell's not in Firestarter, and I thought for my entire life he was the dad in Firestarter. I don't know where that got started. Because um, I asked her if she wanted to watch the old Firestarter, because um, Kurt Russell's in it, and then I got my joke taken away. Um, but Tombstone is I continually ask her, so I think that I don't feel good when I'm done here. I'm going to lay in bed and watch Tombstone. Uh, so thank you, Stephanie Phillips. You can knock yourself out. Well, something yeah. good came out of this one shot. Yeah, because I don't even remember reading this until I got to that page just now of all the movie quotes, and I thought I had to ask Connor. Well, I was going to ask Pete if he was familiar with this because I didn't know you were going to be here. Um, but yes. Yeah, well, I, I was just... Obviously, I have the issue because I read the first like two stories. Yes. So I was just skimming through it to see what these other ones were. Because I, I didn't, I didn't even yeah. realize there was a Harley story. Because I just literally just I was like, right, I'm not yeah. reading this. And I closed it. Um, when I saw that first one there, I didn't read the rest of the page. I thought she was going to do the whole speech from that movie. Uh. But no, it's just, just that one line. And then it's lines from every other movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's being, you know, I, I do like that she wants to get that, that plush unicorn out of the claw machine and she just ends up throwing the ninjas into it and taking it out which i think is funny um but it looks like she's being watched for this team and is that wolf is, did i did i confuse the flash in this one uh pete oh but yeah maybe i, I didn't see wolf. i think i did because this is luke yeah. fox i do not need to read what i'm not feeling it this is where lashina came in with Luke Fox, not Lashita with uh Oh, so you brought the furries into the Flash with Yeah. Just... <laughs> you didn't fight me on it, so 
you know. Well, I didn't remember it, but I didn't like. I didn't feel confident that it didn't happen. So I, I just yeah. kind of, I'd forgotten the end of this, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. That's where I got it. From, so. I forgot. I again, I forgot. I forgot I this Harley story existed until I flipped the page while we we're talking about. It. Oh yeah, the next yeah. one's a Harley story. <laughs> yeah. So, Who are yeah, the other so, ones they're watching? That's that's Bronze Tiger, right? Uh huh. Now that's Luke Fox. No, no, but the ones no, watching, watching like, that. they're, they're watching, watching on the yeah, screen. Matt really is like not fully up to, to do this. I, I, I'm not, guys. Also, yeah, that doesn't even look like Lashina. I am so ashamed of myself, guys. Cooey. She's, she's got a fury esque look to her, I guess. She, she does. There's rings around her, but still, so I don't know. This one here on this last page. No, no, this one. Okay. The one In from Flash. Flash. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. The one on, on here on the last page is definitely. The Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because yeah, like, the, the, uh, there is there is a woman henchman in Flash, yeah. which is why I didn't fight Matt on it. Because I'm like, oh yeah, I don't remember right, it being okay. her, but like, yeah, he was talking to a woman, so I'll just go with what Matt's yes. saying. That's fair. Clearly, I yeah. was wrong to do so in this case. But yes. um, yeah, it's Bronze Tiger. Um, I don't know who the guy with the glasses is, but it looks like Killer Frost is the one above Bronze Tiger. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I hate, I hate to be this dismissive, but it's shit. Don't buy it. <laughs> as far as this uh, one shot goes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Matt, what are you rating it? I'm going to give it a five, but that's because Otto Schmidt art and the, the second artist for that Talia story I, I pretty much enjoyed. Okay. So. Okay. He's a yeah. little generous. Matt, Matt handed out the generous candies to the kiddies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Connor, what are you giving it? I, I don't even think I can. Oh, you didn't finish Fairly it. Fairly give suppose, a, yeah. a score here. Yeah, I'll probably gonna go. I'll probably give it a four. Overall, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm annoyed that I read it. Basically, <laughs> so, so, that's that's not what you want after I read your comic is to be annoyed that I read no, it. No, not, not at all. Uh, so there you go. That will take us on to the part of the show where we pick our favorite stuff of the week for it. Panel slash moment, favorite cover, favorite art, and rank our top five books. Uh, I read five books, so I'm a little annoyed that Warzone has to uh, technically be on there. But that's just the way see, it is. this is this is why I didn't finish it because now mm. I don't have to reclude it. Yes, uh, Connor uh, Jerry Mandarin is uh, top five. Hey, you could have just stopped reading it when you realized <laughs> it was shit. Um. All right, panel slash moment, Matt. Uh, what are you starting with? Um, it's gonna be from Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, which one is it going to be? <laughs> right. Um. What do I go with? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the panel of of Alfred standing down Bruce in in the flashback, just because it's such a great uh, image. Is you know Alfred has his back straight, full confidence, and Bruce is looking down at him. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a really great moment. All right, Connor. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the the double leaping in page from Nightwing because it, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great uh, I'm basically doubling up with Matt's. Uh, as Alfred telling Bruce that he's not going in. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just such a, a great Alfred moment that just mm-hmm. was so heartwarming that I, I can't not pick it. It gave me the feels. Uh, cover of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the variant for Nightwing. It's this the, the Asian like uh, appreciation. The Jim Bartel one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where they're all at the, the, the API. The, yeah, they're eating the food together. They're at like a Chinese restaurant. Um, it's just a really nice cover with lots of good facial expressions. I also want to point out something here, uh, not because um, I mean it's not a bad cover necessarily, but 
it's loading, so, uh, but basically there was some worry when we saw this variant in the solicits that the Batman Who Laughs was going to show up in World's yeah. Finest, and he doesn't, he's got nothing to do with it, it's just the variant yeah. was just being weird, it's just a yeah. random variant, so, disaster averted, I just wanted to point that out, because it was a worry at the time. Uh, but yeah so yeah the the bartel nightwing variant for me uh what are you picking connor yeah the bartel variant oh there you go shocking i know (laughs) matt uh make it a a trifecta the bartel variant (laughs) okay uh we've never picked bartel variants before have we matt no not me and you bartel gets a prize ding 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 uh all right uh so best art of the week then uh and why is it redondo connor um do I need to explain? <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, Dan Mora puts up a damn good fight. No, that's true. No, Dan Mora's art and Moral's Fence is fantastic. They're going punch for punch, but Redondo just got that little bit more. I think Redondo yeah. edges it out. And you know what? I, I had a good time with Persarin's art and Flash. We were well yeah, at it. I like yeah, yeah. Like, there, out of those four books, there was no bad art, but no. Redondo wins. Yes. And then Shadow Warzone doesn't have terrible art. It's just not at the level of the other, you know? Schmidt's fine, but Schmidt's the rest good. of them are, you know... If you could choose just the Schmidt story, that would be, like, in, yeah. in contention. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way. Yeah, nothing wrong with a smidge of... A smidge of... of Schmidt. <laughs> a smidge of Schmidt. To be willing to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... Top five books, then. Uh, Matt... What you got? Uh, one is Nightwing. Two is The Flash. Three is World's Finest. Four is The Night. Five is uh, Shadow War Zone. Connor? Uh, Nightwing. Batman the Night. And then World's Finest. Yep. Uh, I'm going Nightwing at number one. Shocking absolutely no one. And then World's Finest at number two. Number three, I'll go uh, Flash. Number four, The Night. At number five by default. Way, way down. Way down. As Warzone. So there you go. Shut your filthy ginger mouth, you cretin. You cretin. So that is our picks of the week. I will take this time, though, to tell you what's coming next week from DC Comics. So coming out next week... If League of Comic Geeks would like to load the page. Yeah, mine's being very slow today. Yeah, here we go. Click on a variant. Yeah, here we yeah. go. Uh, Detective Comics 1060, Action Comics 1043. Uh, I do like, you know what? I love when Detective and Action come out together. It feels nice to have them as a yeah. pair. That's just a nice feeling to it. Uh, Batman Beyond the White Knight issue 3, The Swamp Thing issue 13, Deathstroke Inc. issue 9, Harley Quinn issue 15, Task Force Z issue 8, Robin issue 14, Titans, Teen Titans Academy issue 15, DC vs. Vampires Hunters issue 1, that's the uh, the one shot I believe, uh, and then Batman Fortress issue 1, the Gary Watt Batman book starting next week, and then Aquaman, or sorry, Aquaman issue 4 yeah. uh, to round out the week. Um, so. Deathstroke Inc. is part 6, Robin's part 7 of Shadow War. Oh, that's right, I forgot I need, I forgot I need to read sure. Deathstroke Inc. I was really, like, Last time that those two came out, I think it was a week I wasn't here, so I was reading them yeah. to catch up. I did not realize both of them were out on the same week, and I tend to just read my books in alphabetical order. Uh, so I got very lucky that Deathstroke was the <laughs> one that, that was yeah. the first part of the two, because it didn't even occur to me 
until it got to the end and went to be continued this week in Robin. I was like, oh shit, there's more. I was like, oh, well, that was lucky. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, healthy week next week. Uh, some books I'm really excited about, Swamp Thing and Action uh, at a tippy top, but lots of good stuff. So, yeah. Should be a good week. Yeah, mm-hmm. so cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Bordeaux, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Traisman, and Alison M. Four Dice. Uh, they are producers at one of the higher tiers over uh, on patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble, especially for all the other content uh, that is made from Mailfuzz movies and Mailfuzz TV, movie podcasts, TV episode reviews, all that stuff. Uh, the $5 tier, you get early access to the show. You get comments from the multiverse whenever it's ready, sometime late on a Saturday. Uh, rather than having to wait for the release time on the Sunday. So if that's of interest to you, go and have a look and help support the show and keep all the content coming. Uh, but otherwise, uh, that's, that's about that. Uh, of course, you can support us via other ways, like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications on YouTube, rate the podcast on iTunes, five stars, uh, share us on the Twitters, at DC Comics Podcast, of course, uh, is the Twitter. So go and, uh, you know, hit us up there. Let us know what you thought of the week's books after the show comes out. Um, but that is uh that is basically the show that is episode 306 and you know what for a solicitous episode this was a little bit on the shorter side i mean it's still over two hours like it's still a healthy show but i'm, I'm just glancing back and uh you know seeing you know moving the windows around now so i can actually see myself how long has that menu been popping over my window pete uh oh literally just now like i just okay. moved it. i just moved it so i could see the names no, all right. <laughs> Literally just just now. Uh, so, so we're good. We're good. Um, but yeah. There you go. That's the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.